Blog Talk Radio. So we know which segment to. I'm gonna fix it. To 
get to your show. There's Cam over here, too. He's fixing things. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, so that's uh, voicemail, call us, voicemail, email, uh, and Twitter. You, know, you can always find the show on Twitter, at East Coast Cast, twitter.com slash East Coast Cast. You can find my personal Twitter, at Travelord. Find Cam at Seahawk, and that's C-E-E Hawk. All kinds of conversation happening on those Twitters. Gotcha. Okay, we're good. Uh, Trav's a little loud, but both coming in clear. Okay, maybe I don't have to be like yeah. all up in it. You're, you're a, you and Peanut, you guys are loud talkers. <laughs> uh, and the last bastion of Get Adage, find us on Facebook, the Facebook fan page where you found it, facebook.com slash Torch East Coast Cast. And I don't think we had any likes or any notable interactions this week, but yeah, go to the fan page, uh, like it. Share it on your on your timeline. Tag the wrestling buddies in it. I know how that works. So Cam, what are we working with this week? What headline worthy? What's uh, what's what's going on this week? I'd say the big story is the confirmation of the AEW TV deal. Um, yeah. So you mean they're not going to be paying to be on TNT? Doesn't look like it. Um, TNT seems to remember how much money they made off wrestling in the nineties. Um, whether that's something they can recreate, who knows, but, um, they seem to have confidence in wrestling programming. So yeah. Um, did they say how long the deal is for? I didn't read the entire press release or whatever it was. I did not see any lengths or money numbers or anything like that. They didn't even, it's not even like, oh, did they even mention a day, the day they're going to be on? Um, they have not said yet. Okay, so yeah, it was, it was, I think, I, I thought it was pretty bare bones. Uh, kind of just like, yo, we're going to – it's like when you're rolling out of your presidential campaign. Mm-hmm. Just saying you're running for president, if you do it in the right way, can get you a week or two's worth of momentum and get the TV and the papers okay. and stuff. Talking about it. And Rich says no length or, or money talk to shit. So, yeah, not yeah. there yet. That's a, that's going to be your biggest big story three months from now yeah. or whenever. And it keeps – if they're – Set to let's just hypothetically, I don't think it's they're even close to it. Let's just say January. They're set that they start in January. That's a by the fall we're going. To, it's going to be ramped up. If TNT and the execs over there are looking at the not just let's get back into the wrestling business, but they're going. Where were we in '94 mm-hmm. when we were when this stuff was getting ramped up? Where was the WWF? far as their fans, how they were satisfying their fans, what was going on. WWF ratings weren't that great. Raw was still new, but had already kind of gotten a bit stale by, you know, a year after its debut, I think. Um, I think they're they're looking at the time that they're in. WWE isn't hot. People are clamoring for for something better. And um, I think they're trying to re- replicate in those ways 1995. Yeah, I, I wonder how much, you know, how hands-on TNT execs or TNT producers or TNT showrunners, as we have now, how involved they're going to be with the show and what cues they're going to take for current WWE product and WWE once it gets to Fox. Like, how do we look at 
how people are interacting with this, how the numbers are going, and how do we make our program either more like this or a bit different from this to attract viewers. So it's going to be interesting watching it be made because I came into the Monday Night Wars. I mean, we're kids. We don't know about TV production. We don't know about the lengths of deals. We just know it's on TV. So what you what you get is what you get. We just knew flipping um, channels and that part of the Monday Night War. Like, but there's yeah. two things on overlapping and everything. So you know, yeah. both things are kind of high. And even still, from a fan standpoint, like we're from an era where, like a show that I love, like Firefly, which which is great and gets great reviews, is dead in the water season or two in because uh, people aren't watching or shows get too expensive or things like that. So we look at it through, through that lens now, like we, and it's different because it's not like, Oh, my favorite actors on this show. It's more like Cody Rhodes, who I've watched for a decade and a half has his own show. Now I have an idea of what he's capable of and what he might not be. And if that is, um, you know, how's that going to affect what I see on TV? Is kind of how it goes. So, yeah, it's really an interesting time. And, like, how the sausage is made, I think, is going to be a big deal for us watching this since we can see it from its inception. For sure. Um, I wonder, just just stretching out that 95 analogy a little more, I wonder if not having a Hulk Hogan is going to, you know, keep things from getting the eyeballs immediately. Remember, the first Nitro, did did what Raw was doing. Mm-hmm. It was almost did a tiny bit less than what the Raw rating was. Lex Luger pops up. Right. Yeah. So you might say what you want about Jericho. Maybe he's your Randy Savage, but they don't have they don't have all the John Cena's not showing up in, in AEW anytime soon. Um you know, obviously not Roman Reigns or anybody current, but uh, I don't th- I think their calculating is their calculation is it's not in that way. It's not '95, and every and the business isn't driven by this one guy. Uh, mm-hmm. Like a lot of other things, driven by ideology, philosophy. Mm-hmm. People are going to know that we're doing something different and good. Glad John Cena didn't show. Yeah. You know, it's it's kind of a so in a lot of ways, production wise or behind the scenes wise, what's hot, what's not. I think you could. Compared to 95, but in so many other ways. Are we going to let this build is a big thing. Like, are we going to give this time to get off the ground if immediately it doesn't do what we expect it to do? Like, that's... I I would say it's it's going to do what we expect it to do. If I were to make that bet, I'd be like, yeah, Mm -hmm. it's going to do numbers and it's going to compete immediately. Mm -hmm. But if it doesn't... If they do a million, like, based on what trends are right now, they're doing something. Yeah. You know, like I mean just think TNA got got a million viewers through all that dreck and garbage they put out for years. Yeah. The running joke was it won't matter, they'll do a one point one. Yeah. They'll do just under or just over a million viewers depending on what's on T V. But they'll do that one point one rating. Uh I think AEW has has opportunity to do uh, to do so much better in their trajectory. We're going to look six months in and look at their chart and it's just going to be, you know, it's not going to be this skyrocketing straight up arrow, but after six, six, eight, twelve months, it's just going to be this trend line uh-huh. that's going up and hopefully that causes 
I would have thought already WWE would have yeah. gotten their shit together a little more than they than they, than they are, but uh, once they get on TV and start producing, that's when we're gonna that's when we're gonna see like the, the knives come out, mm-hmm. the, dirty, the dirty tricks yeah. <laughs> from whatever WWE can get away with. We're gonna see. It. Yeah, hundred percent. What's the what's the B story of the week? Um, I mean we're still leading up to Money in the Bank. Um, you know, I mean I, I guess first. We should talk a little bit about Laura Sullivan. Um, from on high, um, based on racist, sexist, uh, you know, bigoted, fake information laden comments that he made on message boards from 2007 to 2013, um, he was fined $100,000 from WWE and ordered to sensitivity training. Now, who knows what a hundred thousand dollars means? It means nothing. It's monopoly money. Um, it means nothing, and it means nothing for anybody that goes, "What? Hundred thousand dollars? This guy can't be making any more than two fifty at the moment. Three hundred grand, and he'll take a third of his of his." Of his. No. Um, they can the way WWE pay works. They could pay you. They could. They could pay him a hundred thousand dollars tomorrow. Dollar bonus uh-huh. tomorrow. Yeah. And then take it from him. Or take it from him and then give him a bonus in two months. Yeah. And say, hey, don't worry about it. We got you. And I'm not even sure if it was a real fine. Should he, like, what, you going to mess with his money? Yeah. For, for the, like, I don't agree with what he said, but you don't, you, like, I, I just, that, that doesn't sit well with me. Finding somebody and Hundred grand, really finding somebody money. money before they worked for you. They said ten years ago mm-hmm. when they weren't even on your roster, things you already probably knew about, or at least mm-hmm. should have. It's 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 if we knew they it's un, it's unfair, mm-hmm. and I'm not even like I'm always sticking up for Lars Sullivan, mm-hmm. but it's like yo, like don't have him on your roster, or just or pay him like yeah. he's like he's on middle. No reason to charge him a single dollar. Like right. if you send him if if like. Sensitivity training is not a real thing. However, um, it's a different thing than finding somebody money when they didn't work for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's it's yeah. even even if it's not valid, it's more valid than finding somebody for something. Then now, if they say, "Hey, was this you?" and he said, like on an interview, he was like, "No, that wasn't me," and then they found out after the fact, that's a reason to find a guy. Monopoly money aside, like we don't know the it's, details. It's, you know? it's like when you when you're trying to get a security clearance in the government, and they don't necessarily care mm-hmm. that you smoked pot in college or that you even did some cocaine as an undergrad or as a grad student or something. They, they care that you tell the truth. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because you don't oh, I was clean, straight edge. Mm-hmm. They're gonna be like, damn, we can't trust you with secrets. Exactly. You won't even tell us you did some blow when you were twenty. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. But but that's not the case. He didn't. We didn't that we know of. They yeah. might have confirmed find out. It's not like they were like, "Hey, thank you, Lars," and he was like, mm-hmm. "What? Well, it's not me." Well, here's your picture. Exactly. <laughs> here's your goddamn picture. Um, yeah, it's just. And then, yeah, outside of that, um, R.I.P. Silver King. Um, hey, man. That's that, that's, that's rough. Great. Like, yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, we, we get them every few. I'm sure they're more than than they hear about. Of big, course. Big time names. The last one I remember was like one of the Moon Dogs in mm. like early 2000s. Mm. Oh, oh, two, oh, three, oh, four, something like that. And I'm, I immediately think of the guy who died in the ring with Ray. Um, okay. And, and then that was more recent. Yeah, and that struck me as kind of a similar nerve yeah. because, um, you know, luchador is going at it. Especially, like, I don't know if Juventus Guerrera and Silver King were friends. I know they've worked together a whole bunch, and so it's kind of safe to assume. <laughs> it's kind of safe to assume that that would be the case, you know? Um, so, yeah, um, he hits Hoovy with a clothesline. He doesn't get up. Um, Hoovy instinctively goes for the pin. I um, probably assume something's wrong, but nothing to that level, you know? Um, about a minute later, EMTs come out, and, um, you know, later he's pronounced dead. Silver King's a guy I grew up watching, you know, in WCW. Um, a, a shame, you know, to, to – he's 51. Yeah, I didn't see the clip. I watched the first few spots, looked at the time, and was like, oh, this is – this is mm-hmm. I have to, I'm going to have to immerse myself in this for a few minutes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, nah, I just uh, – yeah, wasn't interested. I don't want to Even if it's not like a guy get stabbed in the neck or something, mm-hmm. like I don't want to watch watch a guy die. Exactly. Like I just uh, yeah, twenty year old Trev in college who used to watch Faces of Death. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah. For TV, mm-hmm. lady get by train. You know, oh wow, eating mm-hmm. a sandwich. But now it's like, yeah, nah, I'm trying to see that. Yeah, no. I don't need that um, in my life. <laughs> yeah, and then um. You know, on the WWE side, another week of kind of the wild card rule doesn't seem to be really, uh, you know, having people react a whole lot to it. I don't know. Just, what do you mean? Oh, this is like taking advantage of the wild card rule. So it's first come, first yeah. serve. To do what? Uh, no, I mean, how do the mm-hmm. Usos take advantage of the wild card? It seems like something management should be like, mm-hmm. hey, we're going to need you here and here and here. Not hey, I want to be on the show. I mean, I guess that in in any in old-time wrestling, mm-hmm. that's, and you did something like that, that's how it would be. It'd be like whoever was able to elbow themselves to the front of the line. But these days, corporate wrestling, where they do what they're told, mm-hmm. they line up like, like good students. It feels like somebody should be, whether it's the wrestlers themselves or somebody, just saying, oh, they're taking advantage of the wild card rule. It's so cheap and, 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 and easy. It's just, it's just, yeah, yeah. I don't, I'm not a fan. Yeah, I, I mean, um, and I guess the last thing, and it's, it's hard to talk about because, you know, guy calls in with Wade and Jason on Monday, says that he's, um, you know, had some drinks with some creative team members, seems to have a lot of information, and, um, I mean. I don't think us dissecting how much was true and how much wasn't is really here nor there is a big deal. I think it's interesting that you get a story that's so in line with what rational people are thinking that, you know. And that's kind of where you can get in trouble because, like, that sounds totally plausible. Mm -hmm. Let's break a story. Yeah. And, you know. You know, somebody could catch something. Yeah. And, I mean, it's just, um, regardless of that individual, it does give us the talking point of, man, it seems like there's a guy 
under the guy with a firmer grasp on what people want. And we seem to be all over the place with, with the programming and the character direction and the plot, like outside of like Lacey Evans and Kofi and KO, everything's kind of. Yeah. Even, even the Roman Elias Shane stuff. It's like, it's there, it's happening. Mm -hmm. This happened two weeks ago and they're here Mm -hmm. now. Like it's not out of, but there's not a lot of, uh, like the, there's not a ton of excitement. Yeah. I'm excited to see Lacey Evans in her first, uh, First high profile yeah, match. Yeah, she's been carrying herself yeah. like she belongs. And like, really has. And where I thought she faltered was her promos. And she's during that contract signing that, you know, raucous English crowd, British crowd was all over at times. And within character, she was able to mm-hmm. brush it off and say something witty or whatever and, and, and keep her focus on, on, on Becky and Charlotte. Mm-hmm. And then she had the, the I assume, was a pre tape. But if it wasn't, even more props to her. She did that live last night on SmackDown backstage. Again, just in charge of her character. She knows who she is. Um, I think, I don't know if it's because she's 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 falling, I think, in, in a certain... Um, like, they seem to not be messing with her gimmick. Yeah. She's as close as her NXT character and anybody I've seen in a long time who's had a real definitive character. Cruz is the same guy. Amber Moon is the same. Have, yeah, yeah, they don't have over-the-top uh, gimmicks that's like, oh, yeah, old-timey classic lady. Or, yeah, you know, lady but it's very much, yeah. Hasn't been defined down like a ricochet seems to be. Like, And by defined down, I mean he's got doing 50-50 booking. He shouldn't be doing 50-50 booking. Alistair Black is in the actor's studio. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean... You know, I think this is, I thought when they first started, hey, rebuild the guy, get let, not rebuild him, but let the audience kind of... Uh, Establish who he is. Yeah, introduce him. But after, like, like, this is the third week of these, I think, I'm just like, all right, I'm a little bored of them. Because go they're not... Go gonna, kick somebody. Or or make these promos more over the top or something more interesting. Yeah. You're just, you're just talking. Um, oh, and then let me talk about the... um. What the Firefly Funhouse tattoo? And how and when I saw you you post on Instagram <laughs> on the torch like, will this guy regret this tattoo? And a hundred percent of the vote tally was yes he will. I how do you get a tattoo with something that's been around for two weeks? I mean, there's there was a guy with a Houston Rockets NBA champions twenty seventeen tattoo. So people are dumb. Uh but I think that it goes your story of but the Rockets are going to be there and that's going to be a gimmick or there will be a team most likely 20 years from now mm-hmm. in Houston to write a little bit similar logo or you know yeah and you can what they finally do when one you color it in and you write over it yeah but no this was a thing where people didn't know where it was going but everybody who has covered the business was like okay this has to pay. And even at the beginning, they were like basically struggling as a character, struggling with being good versus being bad, with the belief he's going to eventually be bad. Eventually turned out to be three weeks. <laughs> this guy's like stuck. Well, I'm not even mad at that because you want the thing. You want six weeks. Oh no, no, no. I'm saying it's fine. What they did was right. 
from a from a um, production standpoint. You don't drag this thing out. But like, yeah, who what were you thinking with this tattoo? I'm, I'm actually surprised. We three, they seem to be showing. It's not just six weeks of the same. It's not Mojo. It's not yeah, mm-hmm. and they're advancing the character. They're, you know, I don't like where I don't like it. As I'm a not non- fan of the thing, but it's like okay, at least they're telling the story and somewhat capacing. As a non-Batman fan, um, how did you feel about the mask essentially being yeah the Joker face, which is a great look. So um, when I saw it, I was like, that looks familiar. I don't know why I recognize it. And then you see on Twitter the, the, the comparisons of it. Mm-hmm. And then I was bugging with Jeff. I was like, I knew there was a certain whackness to it. Wow. I just couldn't put my finger on it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he promptly ignored that tweet. <laughs> right, because it was his account mm-hmm. that I saw of the comparison. He yeah. saw it, you saw it probably immediately. Yeah, it was like, yep. That's this new face Joker. Yeah. Look good. Look good. It did. Um, I assume um, they actually, didn't they credit the creator? I saw the creator come out and say that we made it. Okay. However it worked. But yeah. They're like, oh, we built that. I was like, okay. You, yeah. I mean, and it's weird because I'm sure a lot of work went into that. But like when you know either the direct inspiration or the, we didn't think about it at the time, but we saw something. Look, you're like, I mean, that was cool, but. I mean, the whole thing, I'm convinced somebody saw the Mr. Rogers documentary and was like, it maybe brain himself. Which was the shit, by right. the way. And they were amazing. Like, yeah. They were like, we can. We can put this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, is, there, has there, is there a fall between the cracks story this week that should get at least a mention? That probably, probably won't. Is, is, is there, I don't think there was been any standout matches in the last weekend. Riddle Cole was that good. Oh, you yeah. know what? It really was. Uh-huh. And your next day, uh, I think it was your next day tweet, maybe that's the lie. Because I didn't do a thread, but I just was posting. Okay, like, yeah. and I saw yours, and I was like, yeah, I watched it on air live, which um, will we be able to? There's ways. Yeah, get NXT. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, no, no. I watched on mute and kind of while I was recording, but I kind of knew like these guys are putting some serious work, and and you know it led to the angle and or the continued angle of the, of the breakup, I assume, or at least which was which is being right. played well. Yeah, like they're doing a good job of, and when they said that the uh, the undisputed era was going to have all the gold. I just believe that to be true. It didn't strike me as that being them breaking up or them having tension. I was like, oh, they're going to find a way to manipulate this and get all the gold. And it turned out to be like a real three-dimensional story, starting with Adam Cole not winning the two out of three falls match. Um, so, yeah, it's been pretty good so far. Um, I think Roddy's been like better than I thought he was as a character. I've ever seen him. The most interesting I've ever been in Roderick Strong. Uh-huh. Ever. And that that can and that can uh, that includes when he first showed up on NXT. That includes. The, I hated the stuff with Family Guy and his wife and wants to make a name oh, yeah. and all that bullshit. But that includes the getting recruited and the, the resistance of uh, him resisting the. Um, 
the hell are they called? The undisputed era. And then when phone numbers and help someone tag traps. That's that was good, but this stuff I think. But him, but you know what started it, and it's super subtle how they did it. It was when uh, Cole was beefing with either Gargano or Dream for the North American title. And Roddy was like, oh, well, Fish is back. So y'all are going to go after the tag team titles. Cole's going after the North American title. So I'm going after the NXT title. And so, like, I don't even think Cole reacted to it. But the idea that the other guy in the group would be going for the top title just kind of – And it just really told a good story. And kind of put everybody mm-hmm. – not in their place. But, but made the call play, when you're not like, the guy yeah. who makes the call. yeah. And, and and for real, for real, and maybe they'll get there. Um, I have no doubt that they that they might touch on it. Roddy could be like, fam, I've been in this business 18 years. Uh-huh. I'm just guessing he's been around since like 2000. Somebody and, you know, Adam Cole might not have been, you know, he might have started in 05, 07. And, you know, he's just, and he's just like, hey, you've had a lot of success in this business in the shorter amount. But I've been here. I've been around the block. I've worked for more companies. I've won more titles. That made more money, mm-hmm. so I should be, say, looking at Fish and and uh, and O'Reilly. Like you guys should default uh, follow me. Yeah, you know, like I'm not even like not even to be mean or to put you down, Cole. But I've done more in this business than than, than you can or will. So I think after a year or so of being together, I should be the default leader. That's not even a, a, a put down of you. It's just a you know, putting myself over. And yeah. I, I think they'll have that conversation as as a team before they uh, all break up. And I think it helps that he's, I fully believe that he's a killer at this point. Who's that? Roddy. Roddy. Yeah. They're those backbreakers. Okay? I just 100% believe you can, you're killing guys in the ring. Um, his offense is really impressive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've always been him. He's always There he is. <laughs> and he just won a match as we turn it off. Bye, Tyler Bates. Mm-hmm. Okay. From uh, from May first. Mm-hmm. Those events have surprisingly, not surprisingly, put a bunch of good wrestlers in the ring. Good match. But they're letting guys you didn't think would wrestle, like yeah. wrestle, like yeah. Roddy Strong, Tyler Bate, just go at it. You know what I mean? And I think they might turn on um, they might turn on last week's NXT. So we might just have that in the background. I don't know if World's Collide is going on. Yeah. No, no, no. It would definitely be last week's. Uh, That's how you're showing? Yeah. Okay. Uh, but you know what? We have a non-VIP email that just came in from Doug. Let's uh, get to that. So Doug chimes in from Surrey, British uh, Columbia. He says, uh, please explain how Becky Lynch is a face. To me, she's, she, she completely acts as a heel. She cheap shots her opponents. She attacks heels and faces alike. She always has this shit don't stink look on her face. Mm-hmm. Help me out because I don't get it. Well, you don't get it because you don't. That's it's just one of those things. You're like the guy in 1998, like mm-hmm. you know, Stone Cold Steve mm-hmm. Austin, flipping off his, you know, stopping mud holes and people, everybody and anybody, stunning everybody. Um. Cheap shot their opponents. I mean, this isn't the week to say that when she got cheap shot it, mm-hmm. fought her way out of valiantly out of a double team, and then the numbers overcame her, and, and you know she got she got whooped. 
Um, that's why she's a baby face because she's going to come back and kick some ass. And yeah, in short, like the way would the way that I would define it doesn't back down from a challenge. Matter of fact, <laughs> yeah. so with the opposite, like. Becky, yeah. chill with the challenge. It invites like, every challenge <laughs> and doesn't take shortcuts and matches. Those would be my two things to where I'd say she's a face. But if she got blatantly cheated, she would. She'll give you a receipt. She'll definitely mm-hmm. like grab the tights or put her feet on the ropes if she, you know, and it wouldn't. You'd be like, hey, you, mm-hmm. you know, you you pulled that card first, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah, she's not your traditional baby face, especially for a woman. So that's just going to be jarring yeah. for some people. Yeah. And um, I guess it's because uh, uh, he says she completely acts as a heel, and I just think that mm-hmm. that's a little yeah heel because heels just don't welcome. Turn turn your stuff off on your phone, man. I'll say that as I'm opening food snacks, but still, this is going to be over pretty soon. There we go. But yeah, um. Yeah, she she just she does not back down from a challenge. She invites all comers um, and does not take shortcuts in matches. Yeah, if she cheated mm-hmm. occasionally, I'd be like, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. you're right. But they don't. They don't. Uh, that's not her. She'll punch you in the face and then break your arm with her roof submission, and that's kind of kind of her thing. Mm-hmm. Um, really quick. So we do have a question on Facebook from Brian, and Brian, we talked about this before. Um, before we got on air, about Kabuki Warriors. Um, first off, it is kind of strange that you can have Kabuki Warriors but not have War Raiders, but you also have the Golden State Warriors, who there's no mistaking that their war is either a fictional one or one from sometime B.C. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's all about presentation. Yeah. Um, and then, I mean, there's a lot of things that go into it. They're, they're women, and so the war that they're fighting, not only women, they're Japanese. So the war that they're fighting is with their attire, with their character, it's like a feudal war and not like a world war. Like, it's it's dumb, but I get the dumb, I guess is what I would say. Um, yes, it is almost, Daniel got it right, like a company's run by a crazy old man. Um and also, the name Kabuki Warriors. We we had a conversation about this a little bit, but my thing is, like, we need better A&Rs in wrestling. Yeah. Like, I understand that Asuka and Kyrie Sane came up with the name. That does not make the name okay. It's just corny. It's not a part of the, the, the current lexicon. 30 years ago, there was a wrestler named the Great Kabuki. Mm-hmm. It was a thing people... Kabuki theater is only a term used on... MSNBC and Fox News, you know, some pundit talking head political word to to to, to know, you know, what's happening with a political thing. It's not something that the average person, American, Westerner, I don't even think it's just uniquely American. I mean, what the, the Kabuki is? They're like, they sound vaguely Japanese. Mm-hmm. My man Mike was like, isn't that a racist word? I was like, no, not inherently. Anything could be racist if you. The right white person says it. You say it with, the, with the right function, you, you, you know. mm-hmm. but inherently, like, no, it just means he's an affirmative action hire. Yeah, it's just, it's just you know, it's just a thing. Um, By the way, this was a really good match. I think I just think it's corny. Now they told a hell of a story with this. Yeah, they work really well together, personality wise. 
Bianca Belair is such a jerk, and I love it. Like it's it's perfect. Um, like I again, she is going to be a very good babyface one day. She's a great heel. Like she really is. And and this is the best I've seen Mia Yim. Like clearly Mia Yim's. A, a good wrestler. I think her finding her stride as far as smoothness in NXT has taken a while, and I think there's still, like, a ways to go. But maybe she just needed to be in there with somebody really athletic who can sell for the type of stuff that she does. I always thought that she had, a, had, had you know, an indie streak in her that, that I think is hard for her to get over. Mm-hmm. Um, she's probably been wrestling at least a decade, mm-hmm. 10, 12 years. And that's tough to break. It's hard to shake that. Yeah. From you know, especially with 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 women. Sure, you always you get into wrestling and you hope one day. Oh, what if I get picked up by me? But the odds are even more. You know, I don't know if they're double, but they're even stacked higher than just a regular, uh, just a, a a man, a male wrestler mm-hmm. that's you know good and on the indies and working regularly and stuff. Like, eh, it's only 100 spots. And I guess in WWE now, it's like 350. Mm. You know, it's only a few hundred spots, and, you know, you're one of thousands of people doing this thing all over the country and the world. Um, So I I just think they get just probably more set in, uh, you know, in their their ways. Like, I never thought. (laughs) Yeah, I need to adjust what I'm doing now. Yeah. All right, uh, let's go to, let's hit the phone line. Uh, hit us up, 347-202-0103. Make sure you hit one if you want to get on the air. Only Mike in Brooklyn has done that, so you know what I think is Craig and, and Rich. Oh, Rich is there. Let me just bring Rich into the phone. Rich, welcome to the show. Happy birthday, Michael. Thank you. Thank you. Happy to be on the show. <clears throat> yeah, what are you what are you what are you commuting? What's that? Are you commuting? No, no, I took today off. I took today off because I wanted to get some stuff done and then I had the interview with Selena De Laurenta and I didn't want to be like worried about work. So I was like, No, I got the time. Let me take it off. Yeah. So yeah, uh, yeah, listen uh, pray to get here and we're going to Hibachi. Not Kabuki. We're going to Hibachi. <laughs> I remember I had uh, Mongolian barbecue in, in Norfolk when I was in college. It was in Korean barbecue or Mongolian barbecue in Norfolk, Virginia. It's probably not the peak of Mongolian barbecue. Not quite. But, not quite. It was. It was. It was fantastic. But yeah, Rich, what's uh, what's on your mind? What's your story of the week? Uh, I, I think you guys nailed it with, one, the AEW and giving it, as Cam mentioned, room to breathe. And I, I also think the uh, story of what is going on with, like, I don't I don't 100% see the veracity of the gentleman that called on Monday, but I think a lot of what he was saying you can quite clearly see in terms of the behaviors and reactions of people in WWE in terms of just being fed up. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I saw on Twitter – a lot of people were mad at Bomani Jones because he mentioned instead of being mad about it, you know, as a Knicks fan, I, I couldn't be mad because I am a person who thinks all drafts should be abolished and it should just be free market. Whoever you go where you want to go. 
Absolutely. So when it comes to WWE and all this stuff, like you see people being intentionally held for longer periods of time. And the people who used to be the heroes in those situations, the Triple H's, aren't answering the phone when a, a Luke Harper is calling to say, well, Vince told me to talk to you about this. So I don't necessarily care that he likes a tweet saying, like, the writing sucks or something like that. Yeah. Or even Cena. Cena was out of the paint. He's been out of the paint for a while. And he's, I think that was his most uh, forceful when he did an interview a couple of days ago. And he was like, sometimes you get crappy writing. You got to deal with it. Like, he never talks negative about the race. He's like, he'd always use the platitudes. You got to pick your bootstraps at work and Jesus and babies. And <laughs> he was just like, no, I got horrible. He's like, I got a horrible creative, and that's not anything to insult people, but I had to make it work. They couldn't do my raps. So when I figured out I could do raps, that meant I eliminated a writer from telling me what to say. I've not seen parallel and pro wrestling fans than I have for Game of Thrones fans. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, they're, I I even saw a meme and it was like, uh, it was, it was Apu standing outside Dissension's house going, ah, now you know how it feels. And it was like when, you know, me as a wrestling fan watching all these Game of Thrones fans uh, uh, complain about character development or lack of character development, drop storylines. It's like, yeah, you know, how does it feel, Bill? You know, multi-million dollar, uh, you know, entity that has, you know, made budget decisions. Um, so it is, it is, you know, nice to not to be just, you know, the only uh, fan base that, you know, except we take Game of Thrones, people stop watching. There's been, you know, ratings drop. There's mm-hmm. Rotten Tomato score that's plummeted the last right. three episodes. So there's consequences for wrestling. You know, it takes 15 years for for a million people. This was one of the best matches ever. Oh yeah. They're like, no, 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 you can't, you can't use your hand. Yeah, I like her like saying like her acknowledging that they're basically even, and that I have to do this to beat you. I like that. <laughs> it's really good. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I don't know where I was. Oh, yeah, and with your point with I heard y'all talking about Mia Yim. Remember back when I first started calling in, she was enhancement talent with blue pants. And even in that five years, she jumped further than she had been in the 8 to 10 before. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that is she got hurt. She hurt her knee, and she had to learn how to work smarter. So it wasn't just what are these flashy moves? Like, why am I doing this move? Who am I? Like, she wasn't the HBIC when she came there. She was just the happy Blasian that, like, wore colors and could kind of fight. And, you know, she was taking losses to sparkle splashes. And now she's like, you you see a totally different person, a totally different attitude, uh, you know. And then I think having her go up against the EST of NXT has given her another uh, woman of color, another black woman in particular, that can play off of, and they can kind of be themselves without having to sublimate it to like a, you know, just some silly gimmick. Yeah, it doesn't. It it doesn't seem like one or both of them is playing a character. It seems like people who right. would normally interact with each other interact. Absolutely right. And that's one of the things too. Uh, when when I did the the interview with Selena Vega, she mentioned Selena Vega. Oh my God, Selena Dorenda with MLW. I want. 
NXT. I want WWE to get to that point where you have so many people of different races, different sections that can just be themselves. Like when I went to that show in New York City, you see like Promotions Dorado, which is her stable. They're all Latino dudes, but nobody is like pulling out like a 40. Nobody is in a low rider. Like the closest thing. Well, no, there is. There because one of the dudes is named Sicario and she got fined. $10,000 $10,000 because she had him shank Conan the episode before. Oh, that's it? Just 10 grand? Well, okay. they couldn't prove she did it. They just know that, like, she, her people were involved, so they couldn't. It, so that makes internal logic. She even talked about, and that's something you, you can tell these are things WWE had because the people she's talking to, like Alex Greenfield, work for WWE. Like, mm-hmm. he's keeping track of what outfits she wore. She's keeping He's keeping track of what storyline-wise she did the week before, even though they're taping over multiple hours. So that way, when she goes out, she isn't reacting. We miss that with a lot of the main roster stuff. And so with NXT, when you guys were talking about even Adam Cole and the Messiah, the backbreaker, Rod Strong, that's present. And so when they get to Fox, you need to have that there because – as Josh always mentions, the the place, the thing that they're taking the place of, as much as I dislike the magorific comedy that was Last Man Standing, it had a two million person audience. Three million person when you add in the people that aren't in the eighteen to forty nine demo. Right. So they need to keep that, and they need to make sure that their stuff is straight. Otherwise, it is going to be a Game of Thrones situation. Because at least when those two guys from Game of Thrones leave and they try to make their stupid Confederate show, or I guess the first thing they're going to do before that is take over the Star Wars. They're going to go ruin Star And it's funny to me because it's like you have this situation where the last two movies people might not have necessarily liked because one, women were in charge, and two, it proved that sometimes being the alpha white male means you screw up and you don't get it fixed. Now you're going to have two guys who are going to be like, well, the best things we've learned – to develop female characters is sexual assault and like making them sublimated to some random dude. So let's figure out how to do that. With WWE, the Kabuki thing might have been like Cam said, it might have been Asuka's idea, might have been Kari Sane's idea, but why are you going right to that? Like Asuka has Kabuki in her outfit. Asuka also had Nazi paraphernalia in her outfits when she was in Japan. You don't see them bringing that out. No. So they have a line. But the line is like, especially in, in uh, you know, uh, I'd gotten some texts with some people, and they were like, the line is getting more and more blurred toward that Bruce Pritchard, like, subtle undercurrent of racism where you can't necessarily put your finger on it. Oh. But you know those are the things where it's like, like we've been seeing on Twitter all week. I've been having people, I don't know what you're talking I've, I've Last night I went to go see John Wick 3, and I had – 38 tweets from people who had included me telling Wade and Bruce, well, I don't see the racism in what Dylan Miley said. I, I think you guys are being awful sensitive. Like, show me where that was racist. Dylan I Miley. think he was just having good opinions. Oh, is that Lars Solomon? Yeah. Is that Lars? Dylan? Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, that's his real name. Yeah, Dylan. That, yeah. So, so I was like, if you're starting with this debate me crap before we even get into the meat of like talk, because the one person didn't even read Bruce's New New Day article. So he's like, oh, well, you wrote about New Day here in this tweet. He's like, no, he's talking about a 1,000, 1,500, 2,000-word essay he wrote, not yeah. a missive right. that he wrote on Twitter. For days and weeks, maybe even months, and you want to be reductive and, and yeah, use a – 
there two years ago. Um, but now, while I have you here, Rich, and I've been yeah. meaning to bring this up. Um, Uh-oh. Yo, really quick. Yeah. She came from a long way away. Did you, you see yeah. how far she ran from? She was outside <laughs> when she ran up to pull up on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize she came from that far, but go ahead. Yeah. I have both y'all here. I, I, I've seen every every so often. I'll see in like in the group chat you guys will or, or reference it or and kind of in this positive thing. So I need you two to convince me why intergender wrestling is something that's, uh, that we should go forward with in a, uh, in a in a big way. Sell me on why I should like is was was what's his face that used to say dummy in TNA was Drake or uh, Eli Drake wrong mm-hmm. for quitting TNA instead of wrestling doing a, a program with Tessa Blanchard. You think he should have sucked it up and did the program with Tessa Blanchard and sold for her and bumped for her and did all those things that a wrestling program entails? No. No. Because I don't think any wrestler should wrestle another wrestler they don't want to wrestle. Like, to me, it's the same thing as Stone Cold and Jeff Jarrett. Like, I'm not working with that person because I don't feel like... Well, Stone Cold had the power to say no, and they go, okay, let's find something else for you. Eli Drake yeah. was like, no, and I'm, I mean, and obviously he didn't feel comfortable just saying no, he quit. Yeah, there's a different... Um, and it's usually when you guys talk about it, it's when... when Jordan, uh, Grace Jordan Grace pops up. up. Yeah, but, yeah. Well, because the conversation she's having is not towards male wrestlers who don't want to wrestle her. Like, her conversation is, is specifically to people who don't see the value in it, which is typically fans. You know what I mean? Like I don't see like, I don't see the value in it. Because yeah, I don't yeah. see, I, just like I don't see the value in I didn't see it's just yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I I think for me it's like I believe Jordan like again, I believe Ember Moon to be stronger than most people. Mm-hmm. Right? So I think yeah, she's probably strong. She can definitely yeah. do more push ups than me. Yeah. Pull all every metric of yeah. strength. And so she beats me. Ember Moon Yeah. You know, Ember Moon wrestling Rey Mysterio is not weird to me. You know what I mean? Like Eli Drake wrestling Tessa Blanchard. And I understand. That's that's what I'm saying. Like, if I'm looking at Riddick Moss right now, right? Mm -hmm. Riddick Moss wrestling Mia Yim. It's not comparable because size, strength, speed. Like, it's not. I don't care how much he wants to wrestle. Yeah. Or what the story built up before their match. Yeah, it's like, but... Raul Mendoza beats Riddick Moss in this match, and look at the two of them. I, I guess, right. but my, my point is, I don't think that you can present intergender wrestling to an audience like they did in Lucha Underground, where here's a woman, here's a man, let him wrestle. Because I think they made that a fantasy universe early on, and, and so you could kind of get absorbed in that. Sure. I think that there are situations where men can wrestle women. I do not think we are... I don't think these wrestling companies have a sophistication to have a man wrestle a woman and produce it in a way that it comes across purely as sport and not fight. So my thing is, I think it's something that does have value. I think it has to be micromanaged to 
a T for it to work. Um, there's a lot of production has to go into it, but I don't think we're at any point where it can just be the standard thing. Like I saw, um, whose kid was it? Rich, you might know better than me. Somebody's daughter, who was uh, an NBA Hall of Famer, went was playing a D2 ball player, a D2 guy, and was running his yeah. ass off the court. Like it wasn't yeah, it was even not pretty. Yeah, and so I think that you have to be very, very, very careful who you match up against each other, and you have to take the time to explain why this is a practical thing. Like if they said intergender wrestling can't have strikes. I think then it's a different thing, but like I'll, I'll fully admit, I'm not the brain. It's like the argument we have about paying the, the uh, college players. Mm-hmm. There are rocket mm-hmm. scientists on college campuses. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like there are people who are curing cancer on college campuses. That's who you want to figure it out. But I know that it can be done. I want somebody smarter than me to figure it out. But but yeah, my thing is like I, I don't fault Eli Drake for not being able to do it because Eli Drake was also. Me not knowing anything about him, he was in a company I've seen mess up more than be successful. Sure. Oh, so, yeah. you know, what does this do for me right. down the road? He has, I mean, even more than the – it might not have been just been a, 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 a macho mm-hmm. kind of thing. Like, I don't want to put a mm-hmm. woman or, or sell for a woman. It yeah. might be, I don't trust these assholes yeah. to do it right. Well, and yeah. then, well here's the thing for me, and this is where I'm on, like, I'm on, like, the yeah. opposite side of the camp spectrum because – like when I did the interview for the women with Wow, one of the things they talked about, and I, this is a great person for you to bring up, one of all, all of the women who were like the independent, like Abilene, Texas, and all the other people, they highlighted how great it was to have Tessa Blanchard because she was the only person that grew up in an environment. Because what they do at WOW now is they have their own facility where the women can wrestle and train with women. But Tessa, even though she was the daughter of Tully and the stepdaughter of Magnum TA, she trained and learned under men because mm-hmm. there weren't any women that were good enough to sure. work with her. So she spent years working with men. And so when she got to intergender wrestling, it wasn't that she was trying to break the fourth wall or break kayfabe. It was that she, she was had a level me. that was right. And so sure. with Eli Drake, him kind of saying to her, of all people, especially her or Taya Valkyrie on the Impact roster are the two people I would take up, and Jordan Grace as well, to be honest, uh, would take offense to him saying no to because they're the best trained if it was uh, the smoke show scholar Bordeaux, then it would be a different story. Though he would also have to deal with the smoke of Brian Cage asking him what time it was. So that also might be a question he would not want an answer to, um, since that's his wife. Uh, but yeah, and, and Rich, I hope I'm making it clear. I'm certainly not saying a oh, Tessa yeah. Blanchard isn't qualified. Like, that's not where I'm coming from. I'm talking more Yeah, from I think it's a trust thing, like you said. He might not have been like, I don't think you like uh, a good example of that would be men with men. When he came back from his injury, the first thing Drew McIntyre or Drew Galloway at the time told Wade was he's never letting a guy under a certain height slam him on any, anymore because mm. he had a guy in Belfast drop him on his neck, and he said he could hold him up for a move, and he couldn't. Yeah, I dig that. So I completely I respect that. Actual, I thought you – I didn't hear that story, but I thought you were going to say because of ego, like not because of, hey, uh, guy that's I just – I don't trust, you know, because I have this – real life experience with getting dropped on my neck. I thought it was it was gonna be that kinda of, <laughs> hey, I can't let a guy under this side do uh, that because I'm too big and that's gonna hurt my drawing power and you know, that was actually a Oh real, no, no, he was like that was a thing back in the day. Yeah, he was like, know, like yeah, 
yeah, he was like, if I got dropped an inch left or right, that could have been my career. And from that point over, like, he's like, because remember, at the time he was in Evolve and doing all these other indies, he's like, from now on, when people were like, hey, he would look up their moves beforehand. He's like, what are you doing? Nope, you're not doing that, so you're going to have to figure it out. And he's like, people would feel like he was an eager. He's like, I'm not getting hurt out here for uh-huh. you to look good on a move you can't do. And what he knew his trajectory. Yeah, he I'm knew, coming back. I'm going to mm-hmm. be, you know, wherever I am, and most likely WWE, I'm, you know, going to be making some serious money, and I can't be you know, having some Jay Brown drop me on my neck and, you know, bell bath or Delwood somewhere. And then even to that point, before he left, his last feud on the Indies was with Johnny Gargano. Sure. And that's height differential because they were tag champs put together and uh, uh, um, evolve, and then they broke up, and that's when he was doing the constant like, "I'm trying to save you, Johnny." And those guys, it was like you see, it's like somebody's kid wrestling their dad, or even the one I throw usually in the groupie, which might have been one of the things you talked about with Mia Yim and uh, Matt Riddle. Like they had a ridiculously good match, but I think it's. The exception, and I think Cam touched on the most important thing, much like with race, much like with all those other things, there are very few companies that have the nuance to handle it in a way that isn't going to be questionable. Like I watch Beyond Wrestling and cover that now for the torch with Sean Radican, and that – they do a good job. Like they'll have um, Penelope Ford team up with Joey Janela, and they'll have a mixed tag match where sometimes the man, like MJ, it's typically an MJF type that's wrestling a woman. So that way you get the heat in the right spot. He's going to be protecting himself. She's going to be protected. And it isn't something where it's going to be, like for me, Lucha Underground, Shahid always brings it up. As much as I thought that match with uh, Pentagon Jr. at the time with Kari Sane, Io Shirai, and the third woman was uh, great. Oh, uh, the, the uh, 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 I can't remember her name right now. When I watched it with like 2018 eyes, I was like, "This is this. I don't feel good about this. Like, people are going to be getting off on these women getting kicked in the head, but because Pentagon Junior was just working and it looked like he was killing these women, and when they were kicking him, it looked like they were killing him. But it still was like, this is a lot, man. This is a lot. So I hope that answers your question, Travis. No, I totally. Um, yeah, I just, um, like Cam, I don't trust, you know, WWE especially. Uh, oh, yeah, to, no, no, especially not WWE. I think some of the I'm indies are fine sure. because that's the only way they're going to learn, but no. Mm-mm. I'm just not even sure if you're your best booking minds with, you know, I think your best booking minds would go, no, I don't want to, it's, it's too problematic, not in a, you know, gender sense, but as far as putting got to be too precise you can't you cannot miss you can't mess up uh when you're when you're doing that uh so yeah i think your best your best booking minds would be like no this doesn't make a ton of sense i, I don't uh i don't think the audience will buy it but maybe the audience now, see, i'll push back a little see, bit with that because yeah. you have a woman like candace ray she made her career being in the world's cutest tag team and one of her best matches was she was in a bloodbath against the of all people the young bucks with the heels in a bloodbath with her, and she was the face in peril that won the tag titles for them in PWG. So I think it can be done, but PWG is a promotion run by pro wrestlers. If you yeah. have a Vince McMahon, they're they're not going to do it. Like I'll be interested to be honest, kind of dovetailing into your uh, original uh, you're in Cam's top story. 
what is AEW going to do with intergender wrestling? Because you're going to be on TNT. So you can't be too wild with that if you're going to be on TNT. Yeah. Or you just hit the law and order sound whenever you do it. <laughs> because it's Ooh. TNT. Ooh. Uh, bong, bong. Those flip-flops. How does he kick those flip-flops that good? Because that karate, man. He's That's a special guy. That is a special young man right there. I'm very happy. Yeah, before I get out of here, I'm, I'm so happy that Cam sees the greatness of, of my dear nephew, Matthew. Yeah. Just, just, and, and really what it is, like, his strength is different. Like, this is what's mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's a lot of fun. Like he's, yeah, he's he's great. He he really is. And like again, the fact that he can he has this character, but he also like picks fights. Like I I like that. Like he's in Adam Cole's face. Like what are you gonna do about me talking trash? And then and then his mean streak and the fact that they didn't turn him after that Velveteen match. Like, yes. he took his licks, stepped back, got back into his bag, and right. went from there. I think that's really impressive. And just, again, Adam Cole is, you know, just eat a couple more hamburgers, yes. man. And you're, and you're there. If, if they could take, great. take like a pound and a half from his legs and put it on his arms, it'd be fine. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, because he don't skip yeah. leg day. He don't skip leg day. Yeah. Biden just, tries. We everybody can't. You know, everybody can't build like if he was Matt Riddle's size, it's everything's yeah. totally different for him. You know, like career wise, you mean. And, and granted, like I can't even say different for him. He's gonna get to the main roster. If he gets there when the right guy's in charge, he's gonna be huge. You know, like he's great. Yeah. I don't know if he'll be He'll be, oh, I think so because he he's got that Adam Cole like he already has the Bay Bay he has the attitude. If they give him the hero shots with the camera angles, like they've done this before with guys they wanted to push. If they make him look like a big star, he'll be a big star. He'll be, I, I think he'll be as big as as, as Seth Rollins. And I don't know yeah. what measurement you put on Seth Rollins is big. Like I don't think a bunch of people outside of wrestling know who Seth Rollins is. I think everybody who watches mm-hmm. wrestling knows how good Seth Rollins is, though. And I think that's Adam yeah. Cole's trajectory. Yeah, I've just never like, been personally a fan of the guy. Like, I, he's good and great. And I love all his matches he's in. But I just don't go gaga like some people do. Yeah. But with Riddle, I think you bring him, especially, it's weird, because one of the things he mentioned when he first got into wrestling was that they, when, when uh, Triple H said to go to Jersey to train, uh, they wanted him to be a, a Von Eric. And he was like, I, I feel weird about that. And when you watch, I don't know if you I, I, He's like, I smoke pot, man. I don't do cocaine. Like, but, but it's still like a family, like, like you know, uh, who is it? Uh, uh, C.W. Anderson, like in yeah. ACW. It's like, at that point, you're doing yourself a disservice. You think you're doing short-term, like, you're helping mm-hmm. yourself, but long-term, you're hurting yourself. With him, he's like, no, I'm just Matt Riddle, bro. Like, yeah. I'm... I'm I was in undefeated three matches straight. I got kicked out for weed from UFC. Now I'm twisting dudes. Like I'll get when I get a chance, I'll throw on Twitter and try to share with you guys the match he had where I saw his first mean streak with uh through Gulak where they had a no ropes uh submission and match and he no basically put him in a yeah. dragon Yeah, he put him in like a dragon sleeper and pulled him over the apron. 
it looked like the dude was getting decapitated and he had to tap out. I was like, whoa, okay, he's just not the happy-go-lucky guy anymore. Like, he wants yeah. to murder a man. He is good. And yeah. He's good. But now he's on down so matches. we could. Yeah. So good. And, I mean, they carried it with, like, good, good stories. And, like, one thing I want to see is them bringing – uh, I don't know if it's the time to do it, but I know Travis's uh, least favorite person, uh, the Bruiserweight, to NXT US because I think he needs – like he doesn't need to be messing with Walter anymore. He needs to come over here, start messing with – Bring him over. Yeah. Because I think he would do – he would have some fun. Over, and then, you know, Trent Seven just lost his title at Progress, so he doesn't need to be there either. Like they could really bring – British strong style to the U.S. and just have those lads just running around and messing people up, having fun. That's the thing. Like even if they they all of a sudden call up all these guys because it can happen. Right. You have Tyler Bates. Yeah. You have Trent Evans. Like you have Pete Dunne who have been there but can carry these great matches. Absolutely. You got ACH. Like you got so many people. Swerve. Like I know ACH you haven't seen much of Cam. Keep coming back. I need you to see Swerve. Swerve is gonna be a person I think you will. I if I can yeah, arrange, I think you talk to that man. Yeah, super athletic, cool though. This mofo is the cool. Like I have never seen this man. Every time I would see him when he comes out to can't nobody when he was on the Indies, I have not seen that many women want to like jump the fence. That's yeah. <laughs> like they they got him in the tuck, man. They really do. And Riddle's doing. Uh, you know, a three amigos gut, gut wrench. Yeah. Like you're not supposed to be able to do this. And it's just holding the guy. It's not like like and Cole is yeah, Cole is at, at the very least like one ninety. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> he's just throwing him around. It's so good. Arms and, yeah. So so real quick. So Darrell sent me a mm-hmm. DM. He says uh, just he sends me a tweet from John McCullen, who is mm-hmm. a. Longtime national NFL columnist for TSN, FRS, the Eagles Insider, and 97.3 ESPN. Pundit, Sports Nation Radio. So he's a sports guy. So he goes, context on the AEW on TNT, uh, AEW TV deal. The platform is amazing, and this is an unprecedented deal for a startup. From, from a source on the television side, there are no rights fees, but as we've been saying here for weeks, that, that, uh, what we've been saying here for weeks that should not have been expected. It's been treated like a sports property, so production fees are there and a great advertising split for AEW. Remember, it took Vince nearly 20 years uh, producing Hollywood-rated TV before he got somewhat of a significant TV rights deal. Yeah. From Viacom, at the turn of the century, the monster deal... Oh, and that was from... Yeah, it was from Viacom that despite from Viacom at the turn of the century, the monster deal took over 35 years. Uh, Impact once had Hulk Hogan, Sting, and Randy Savage and couldn't get this kind of platform. It's an amazing deal that those in AEW are ecstatic about. Uh, ecstatic about. Uh, if it comes across as flat to some, that's because they're expect- they were expecting rights fees due to some shoddy reporting. Now AEW is set up like the old WWE where pay-per-view numbers and advertising will be significant to growth. WWE remains idiot-proof because of the TV deal. I wonder. Yeah, and I think they even brag about that now. Like when they did their upfront thing for uh, Fox, 
they or Variety, they did that piece with McMahon. They talked about how they don't necessarily care about house shows anymore. They don't care about the people. Like how Wade's been mentioning, like it was the validation of what Wade's been saying the last year and a half. They don't. You're, we're props when we go to a televised show. They care about the eyes that are at home watching because mm. that's what determines the deal. With AEW, it's going to be the reverse. They're treating it like a sport. So the people in the audience are as important as the people watching. And while it isn't going to be, like you said, a big rights deal, that's going to be two hundred fifty, three hundred thousand dollars $300,000 an episode they don't have to pay. And when you have billionaires who are already in and they've said, we're going to support it, and they know it has to be a long-term and not a short-term thing, that to me is even better. Because if they were fly-by-night like Dixie Carter where her parents are pumping in $10, 15 $20 million for Hulk Hogan, Sting, Ric Flair, as much as I love some of those guys, well, just Sting and Ric Flair. Uh, sorry, Terry. Suck it. Uh, they, you know, they really made themselves like a retirement plan for a lot of washed-up dudes who shouldn't have been made in money. And I, I don't see that being a bad thing. I don't know about y'all. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, I think I'm there as well. Because I think there's an undercurrent where, like, I see people on Twitter a lot, and people we know, it's surprising, that are, like, rooting for them to fail because they don't personally like the Young Bucks instead of seeing it as an opportunity for everybody to make money. Or because it's not, it's not, again, like I said earlier, it's not 95 when, when, when it got on, uh, when it got nice. Just mm-hmm. isn't. They don't have, they don't have a big former, except Jericho. They don't have a guy that yeah. was on their TV doing big main event stuff within the last year. Jericho's the one guy they have. And I think it's just a um, it's it's that thing where how Americans don't care for a number two league. Like we don't mm-hmm. it's all you gotta be the majors. It's that thing. It's like, yeah, the majors think league is pissing me off week after week. Mm-hmm. Or I might not even be watching because of what they did a year ago and I just haven't come back. But they're still kind of for lack of a better phrase, hating on AEW because people are people want to to bow down to power and WWE yeah. is the power when it comes to, to, to wrestling now and people are okay being bootlickers and and, 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 wow. and lining up behind the big giant corporate popular thing more than they've ever been in the, ever you know so so. So it's going to it's going to be an uphill battle even for people that are watching AEW. They're going to have to convince people all the time until the perception. Yeah. I don't know. It's going to take six months, you know, a year, mm-hmm. eighteen or whatever. But it's going to be a while before they get over the perception of they're this young bucks vanity promotion mm-hmm. or, or, or something like that because and Britt even keeps calling him. He keeps calling Tony and and. And Shihi Khan money marks. And I'm just like, fam. You have to pay for things. What they are the opposite of money marks. Yeah, you have to pay In the last year that they've been really going, you know, pushing this, what in the reporting has led you to think Tony Khan or his dad that has the real money and, 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 and stature in, in American sports? Why would you think that they're money marks? Like they're just, that they're just. Yeah, I'm like, I never got that vibe. And I don't, you know, I watch the press conferences, I hear the, the podcast that Tony Khan's on, and I'm just like, 
just because a guy's a fan. This is such an amazing sequence, by the way. Just because a guy's a fan yeah. doesn't mean. Look at his just, selling with his eyes when he caught that to the back of the head. Like, oh, look, look at his look at his face. Look at Riddle's face. <laughs> just amazing. And oh. he feels it like yeah, yeah. Like so good. Go ahead, Rich. Oh no, I was I I think with with yeah, Britt, I I don't I don't know like I I oh wow, Adam Cole, you jerk. Um, I I just feel like there's this need like if 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 the cons are money marks, what are the McMahons? Like like if Dixie Carter is point, your classic money mark, that you can sweet talk yeah. her. Oh, you're gonna give her a storyline, put her on TV, and she's just keep that faucet run, you know, keep that money faucet open. Um, if she's a money mark, what are you? Uh, like, then yeah, like <laughs> if she's a money mark and Tony Khan's a money mark, like where's the in between? Like, who's not a, a yeah. money mark? Then? Everybody with money can't just be money marks. People like you need money to start right. things. Right. It's still America. Right. And that's the thing, like Travis and I talk about that with like sometimes politics and things in general. Like sometimes I'm not looking like the best example for me is Disney when it comes to the Marvel Cinematic Universe and the stuff they do with the Marvel properties. I'm not looking for them to be this like uh, um, uh, benefactor billionaire company that does everything pure and holy for me because they feel like I deserve it. I need them to market to me because they want my money. Yeah. Like when yeah. we go to Disney, there you know the thing I appreciate about Disney, and I think I, I mentioned that a couple of years ago. When we're going again in the summer. When I went there, there was you know me and my family. There was a family in a wheelchair with a special needs kid, and all of us got treated the same because all of our money spent the same. <laughs> a lot of the places we're talking about, the money spends different. Depend like right now, WWE money spends different when you're an advertiser or TV exec versus the fan that has invested. Because at this point, you've burned off the casuals and you're down to the most hardcore of hardcore. You're not wrong. What's your uh, Rich? What's your schedule? You you want to three man booth it up? Yeah, we're gonna go off? get some dinner and then I'm good for VIP. I got that right, cleared with you- the boss. I assume you uh, All right, y'all. cleared with Corey and oh, okay. later. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, no. Oh, now I want to respond. Too late. <laughs> we move it on. Um, just remember, everybody that's on hold, if you want to uh, participate, uh, press one so we know. Put your hand up so we know. Uh, we know to come to you. Before we go to Mike in Brooklyn, real quick, let me get to. Jabron's email from Vegas. He he chimes in. Uh, what up, fellas? I have two questions for y'all this week. Uh, is it fair to say that Bray Wyatt debuting this other character on Raw that he could possibly be doing what Finn Balor does with the Demon? Bring out the other side from time to, with him from time to time. Uh, if this is the path they're going to go down, do you believe it'll work for him? And also, do you believe? When do you believe is the best time for him to sh- for best time for I guess him or it to show up? Uh, could it be this Sunday at Money in the Bank? So when I, that was the first thing I thought of when when they sh- when they showed the mask and, and you know changed up the music and everything. I was like, oh, is he going to be is that his demon? But I don't know if it works 
as well. Because Finn is a baby face. Mm-hmm. You can beat him and you can bust him up and, you know, put, put him in peril. And then the demon shows up and it's an extra strength and all of the, the things that go with that mm-hmm. and, 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 and the spectacle around the entrance. And then he, he kicks butt in the match. And then he goes back to being Finn Balor. Like, is a heel, I assume, Bray Wyatt's a heel. Mm-hmm. Like, ain't no way I'm cheering uh, for that guy. You know, but does, uh, does he get beat up by a baby face and then go, I'm bringing the demon out or the, 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 the devil, whatever he calls it? Uh, I took it as him just being that going forward. Ah. And, like, the, the fun, Firefly Funhouse stuff is not coming back. Like, I took that as being dead. Um, now, would it be interesting if he played both? Absolutely. Um, I don't know if... I mean, they do got a lot of TV time to fill, though. Um, he's capable of doing it. Yeah, I don't, um, I don't see him... I don't see them dropping the Firefly thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they'll do it every week. Yeah, but I see it being both. Gonna, because I think the whole... That's going to be... Yeah. gimmick only works if you, if you go back and forth. Mm-hmm. To button up, you know, hair mm-hmm. pulled back in a ponytail, kind of and kind of cleaned up look. Um, but still, I, I would, and I'm I'm interested to when they bring on a guest to the fun house. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got to get to because those types of shows has has guests, mm-hmm. and so when they bring on either the person he's going to feud with or just somebody that you know, how they respond? Are they creeped out? Do they just? Yeah, no, we're here, and you know, hey, there's this stupid bunny. I did like the bunny had a new body, and he had a bandage mm-hmm. on his rambling rabbit. He had a bandage okay. on his. Took face. A L. I was like, oh, okay, there's some mm-hmm. continuity. And he's not just in the same bunny body. He had a whole. Mm-hmm. I don't know where he got that body from, like a badger or something. Um, but yeah, I, I I don't think the funhouse thing is going anywhere. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to be like, oh, this is way too cute. Not to do it. Yeah. Uh, continuing, need that tattoo to keep rolling. They and he, yeah, homie that got He's that tattoo. Crazy. He like this got to stick around. For, you know. <laughs> a couple of months. I do so. Yeah. I mean, imagine if you got like a. Well, you could double if you got a if you were a Christian man and you got. You know, logo. Yeah. <laughs> That's not an iconic replica, you know. Carlitos Cabana tattooed on your lower back. Yeah. Trans stamp Carlitos Cabana. Oh. Uh, Gibran continues, uh, how long before the winner of the women's and men's money in the bank cash in for a title shot? Y'all see any way that either holds the suitcase, the briefcase for a full year? Not if the TV ratings go down. Close to it. <laughs> I say watch the ratings. And if the ratings take or look like they're trending downward um, and there's like a, I don't know, a holiday show, like I could, Memorial Day is too soon, of course, but like Fourth of July show, whatever day that falls on, yeah. I can see somebody cashing in that that day or that week. I see probably the men's one, but I see somebody cashing in that night. Mm. Uh, I don't think it's it's uh, and I don't think Seth's going to get cashed in on. Do you mean Kofi? I think it's going to be Kofi. I said I think I said this a couple of weeks ago, unless um, and I don't think I mean just it's not like the ratings that have un- Kofi's champion have have done anything yeah. has had any movement if any the movement's been down. Mm-hmm. Not that that's his fault. But yeah, just what it is. Just yeah. what it is. So I think they'd be more willing to go, okay, let's cash in and so Tuesday we can so Monday we can promote, you know, new 
WWE champion is going to show up on Tuesday, whoever that is. Really quick. Um, so my job sends out this thing called um, listserv notifications. Basically, everything that's kind of going on in my department um, across all the campuses, they send out an email letting us know who's doing what, who's attending what. If I was dating a coworker and that was in the listserv notifications, I would be like, this is so corny. Even if I was holding somebody's hand at like our uh, forums, if they sent out an email saying, hey, um, these two are dating now, I would be like, you guys are the ultimate cornballs. So when I saw WWE send out a tweet saying that Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins were an item, I was so grossed out. But was that in response? I think it was in, re- it was in response to, to them doing Becky it. Said. Yeah. And Becky's the one that, yeah, but, if I read it, read it yeah, it she's the one that put it out there. And then it. Seth wrote with it. But, but like, oh, I yeah. guess we're, we're coming. We're but doing. like, no. The WWE, I didn't yeah. just hearing about this. Mm-hmm. That's weird. It, yeah. That's because it, when they break up, are you going to? And and why? And you don't do that for everybody. Just like them, where's the Ricochet, K, uh, Casey Cenzaro, yeah. uh, uh congratulations, congratulatory tweet or whatever the hell. It's just corny. Let it rock. They didn't even. They don't even tell you that Zelina Vega and 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 Alistair Black are married. Yeah. <laughs> and she went to the Netherlands and met his parents. You could have did a whole twenty-four on that. Maybe they even did, but you know that was. Mm-hmm. That, I've watched that. Like we we just got married all of a sudden, and now we're going. Because my I theoried this was her first time meeting his parents. Mm-hmm. Like, like, freaking Netherlands. Yeah. So I'm sure she Skyped with him and he told her how much he loves her and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But I think they got married and he was like, man, you got to meet my folks. And, and I remember on their Twitter or whatever, Instagram, her Instagram was them on the airplane. She was like, headed to, headed to, go meet you. Headed to the Netherlands mm-hmm. or Norway, wherever he's from. I think it's the Netherlands. Netherlands where he lives. Um, but yeah, that is weird. It's weird. That's so Super weird. That's boring. just piggybacking on. It's riding the wave, You man. know, your hottest star. Yeah. And then nobody even cares. Like, oh, good for them. It's not like it became, yeah, like tabloid. Like, oh, I got to see your Becky and and and, yeah. and he somebody even tweeted a picture of him kissing, yeah. and I was just like, cool. But you're you're yeah, you shouldn't tweet out your employees' relationship status. But like you said, are they going to say when they yeah when they, when break, they up? break up? Yeah, oh, when one of them gets caught cheating, you gonna put that out there with the. And, and I, you know, I'm, I'm not know saying. Be back. Yeah. You know, it's gonna be I'm, back yeah, I'm not saying any of these people like, yeah, are you know, like doing this, but like, yeah, uh, I don't know, Bobby Fish home wrecker. Are you gonna tweet that out? You know, like that's corny. <laughs> I mean, if they want to, like, you know, start being salacious and 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 uh, you know, try to drive some views. Yeah. Thanks for the email, Jabron. Let's head back to the phone line. Let's bring on Mike out in Brooklyn. Uh, Mike, what's going on, man? What up? My fellas, my fellas, gang, gang, gang. What's up, man? Let me stop. What's going on, <laughs> fellas? What's going on, Mike? It feels right, feel like it's been like a good month. I, I ain't, you know, yeah, where you been? speak to my bros. Before we get started, 
Definitely, I, I shouted them out on Facebook. But once again, happy King's Day to the professor, the new professor, Rich Fan. You know? Oh, yeah. Rich Fan, 38 today. I always, I always look at Rich as, like, you know, my comrade and professor as far as, like, you know, this historian shit on, you know what I mean? Just knowing anything. Absolutely. And if I don't know it, I know Rich know it. He's accurate. Accurate. But, you know, like to jump right in it, and um, I think that's the only thing that's intriguing on um, Raw WWE is Bray Wyatt right now. Somebody said he's been carrying the show. Like, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. He's the most talked about thing on the show. I don't think you can really argue that. Yes. I mean, to me, I'm so sorry. Like, I looked at, I went on back on the network, and I swear to God, for everything, that show. Reminds me, that Monday night show reminds me of WCW circa 99 to 2001. That's what that show is starting to remind me of. I don't, yeah, I think you're doing a disservice to how terrible WCW nah, I mean, certain shit. Trash. Certain shit. I'm not saying every aspect of it, but certain, I'm not saying that they borrow from it or anything, but certain aspects yeah. of the show. Like as far as sense, you know, sense and making sense and logic and just plain clear cut booking don't make shit worth a sense. It's like it's just dumb. It's just dumb. And it's like, here we go again with them trying to insult, you know, the, the viewer intelligence. The, the, the wild card thing is really. You could just say there's not a brand split and that people show up when they show up. I get absolutely not. It's a band aid on a bullet wound. Like, right, absolutely not. not. It's like anything. You're just putting in something arbitrary. Like, and I'm not saying that the brand should be over. I'm just saying, like, it's. The thing that they're trying to do by having people show up at random, they could just have people show up at random. Like, there's nothing. (sighs) I'm gonna hurt my head trying to explain, like trying to do it. Like I did, but like, yeah. I stopped. I stopped, Cam. So, like, I'll look at, you know, as far as like raw. Like, I'll look at. You know, they show the highlights. They they got a guy that edit and shows the highlights packages on uh, YouTube. So mm-hmm. I'll catch that. Like, predominantly, you know, for about the last month, what I've been watching and sinking my teeth into, as you know, I was probably one of the first callers up on it, was the dark side of the ring, of course, on Vice Land. Which is really, isn't there a new one tonight? And the, the Moolah one? Yep. Or tomorrow? That's the um, Fabulous Moolah tonight. Oh, yeah. you know, tonight. It's Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and a lot of her ex-girls, woo, from what I hear, they got some choice shit to say about her. Damn, somebody, matter of fact, I'm going to call this person out by name, uh, finds the article from a year ago, or it wasn't an article, it was from uh, the message board, and it was, it was titled, I Hope the Fabulous Moolah is Burning in Hell. <laughs> And the first line, happy Mother's Day, Brez. Let's celebrate this holiday by thanking God that piece of shit, the fabulous Moolah, was none of, was not any of our mothers. 
right? And it just was basically detailed the history. This fucking guy, Egale Monte or Igel Monte, I don't fucking know. He jumps on again. Oh, a year after the damn thing. Oh well, leave her alone. She was important to rest. Nope. Like that's not how these things work, man. Not at all. Like not even close. And also, that's why we. That's why we're in the situation we're in with so many things. Like, ah, eh, you know, it is what it is. Kind of attitude. So, you know, right. fuck that guy. Fuck Moolah. Yeah, this is. Yeah, this might be the one I, I definitely got to catch. Yeah, but they. Well, Viceland got one there. Like that has actually been the biggest um drawn, you know, ratings draw on their network. It's so big that they um actually doing another series that starts next week. Yeah. It's called the um the wrestlers. Yeah, they're going to use. So yeah. I was he was telling me uh, what the deal is. They're going to use a lot of the unaired footage from this stuff. The stuff they can use, they're going to use for that. A lot of the interviews. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So. But also, I hear they. Also, I hear they have maybe about two or three more episodes in the can. You know what I mean? Like I was telling you, one one on Dino Bravo, that's pretty much confirmed. I don't know the other two yet, but I know they have one on Dino Bravo already done. So I guess that'll be season two. So, you know, that's already done. We'll have that. Gina Hernandez was wilding out. Like, he... Can like he was the epitome. He was the real life version of what the Four Horsemen wanted to be. Like yeah. he was the real life version of it. Yeah, and it's he funny. was the I real life watched, version uh, of it. I just watched Carlito's Way twice again this week, and I'm just like, you just see it. Like everybody just they want to be gangsters so bad <laughs> until it's yeah. time to be a gangster. Yeah, right. and then just oh, yeah. Look at Hogan's eyes. Like, dude, like, had he had he lived, and you know, rumor has it that, you know, the, you know, um, the Crockett's was courting him, and you know, as a favor also to Paul Bosch to get him out of Houston, because you know, Paul Bosch was allegedly, you know, his father, which is, you know, which isn't true. Like they, you know, they spoke to, you know, Gino's mom and all that, but that was one of the rumors that also has circulated that, um. You know, they were trying to get him up out of the Houston area and get him down to Crockett. Like, he would have been one of the horsemen. Like, no doubt in my mind, had he went to Crockett, he would have been the one, of the one of the horsemen. But, um, yeah, like, basically, my watch list has been um that, uh, Dark Side of the Ring, SmackDown, MLW, and patiently waiting for, um, you know, AEW in the fall. Like yeah. it's official. We've been talking about it for months. You know what I'm saying? Well, you I said think, fall. Are, are, are you making assumptions, or did I? No, they actually read? said. No, they actually said it at the uh, at the Warner Media thing that they don't have a date, but it will be this fall. Wow. In prime time. Well, of course. Be. And they are on platinum. They are. Yeah, they on uh, Warner. Saturdays at 6.05 on TBS, that would be a great, but you know, I don't think anybody would be complaining. 
be a nice place to start. Yeah. I don't think, you know, that's no, I think they don't, but, but as it was worded, it'll be weeknight prime time in the fall on a weeknight. Yeah, it's got to be Tuesday. Yeah. Oh, but well, and those people didn't make a good point about basketball. Like basketball is not gonna, they're not gonna not have basketball right. on Tuesday, Thursday, or Tuesday or Friday. So it, it, they might put it on Wednesday. I thought Wednesday would be a great night. Yeah. I mean, if you don't have WWE Network, like that's your wrestling. And even if you do have WWE Network, and you're like me, I never watch it on my TV. Right. So you're both things. Yeah, and even even when I watch a lot, like it's on the iPad, you know, like so. Yeah, both of those things can rock. Yeah, as I look at it, um, as we talked about before, you know, me and Rich, I don't think I don't know if Cam was there. I believe they'll have their Lex Luger moment. I believe you know by the time they do come around, they'll have that moment. Oh sure. With somebody, they you won't know, have their, they from won't my, have a Hulk Hogan. That that was my my. my oh, absolutely not. Absolutely, absolutely not. But like we, you know, like we said, and we, yeah, like we said, and we've agreed on, if they could pull off, you know, if they could pull off a CM Punk in this day and age, that's shit. That's pretty much, you know. Enough people will turn on TV. Absolutely. If they could pull off a CM Punk, which I think they'll do it. Especially, you know, now solidified. Huh? We're watching NXT and uh, Beth Phoenix is with Marvel. I like they got rid of Percy. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Yo, not to mention, fellas, that NXT card. Whoa. For the for the takeover. Yeah, that that June takeover card. COVID, man, that's that should be good. Like that. That's that's gonna be good. Yeah. The rematch. And then who are the, the, the Oh, um, so my, are they are they gonna be? Are they going to be on it? They're not. Oh, no. Are they going to be? They're the Viking Raiders. Uh, I think. I think so, Mike. I think they were confirmed for the card. Yeah, but um, overall that NXT card looks fucking fantastic. That um, I'm looking forward to that EO, that EO uh, Shayna Baszler match, man. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. EO, EO and Shayna. I mean, we know what Colin Gargano was going to do. They're going to they're going to try to top out what they did. The women's match at uh, Mania weekend mm. in the rematch. They're going to try to top that, especially following Double or Nothing, because you know Double or Nothing is coming out. Yeah, they, the then, week you know. What, yep, next weekend. Next weekend, yeah. Double or Nothing. Next Saturday. Um, yeah, so they're going to, I mean, it's, 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 it's a fascinating time right now. Then, like I said, with the reemergence of shows like Dark Side of the Ring and The Wrestler on uh, Viceland, like, it's, it's, you know, it's a great time, you know, in the industry right now. And also, you know, like, to comment on a little bit on what the caller called in Monday night and talked about with Wade, like, um, I could tell, like, it wouldn't it wouldn't be surprising to, to, to know that Triple H is probably the most frustrated backstage, which probably will prompt me seeing that AEW has, you know, just gotten such a fucking fantastic deal and um 
you know, multimedia platform to stream that, you know what I mean? Knowing Triple H is a multi-millionaire and a big name, it wouldn't behoove me to see him try to branch away after a while. Triple H, I'm not Triple saying H- that H- it happened. Over TV deal. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Like, I'm not saying that it happened, but it wouldn't be surprising to see him be like, you know what? Fuck this. Right over to him. They're ready for this. Like, Regal's going to put uh, Viking Raiders in a four-way ladder match at, at uh, TakeOver Watch. Is this the first time Regal's been on uh, TV? Or what? Because it's getting critically embarrassing. These guys are damn near up to 40 writers. You mean to tell me you need 40 people, 30-something people, to write two shows? When it was 12 or 18 10 years ago, we were like, that's ridiculous. Who needs 20, you know, 18 writers? I'm, in, I'm, so, I'm, I'm so in agreement with Bubba Ray for the fall, for the, for the Fox thing. Just give fucking Paul Lee the book and let him... Write the wow. fucking show. Just give him the really book quick, and let uh, him. Mike, uh, so if you're listening to this live, like, you know, it's live. The War Raiders just relinquished the NXT tag titles. Oh, I don't think Regal can let them. And guess what? Regal, somebody's coming out. I think I know who it is, too. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> yeah, I think everybody's going to come out, though. Oh, yeah, and you're thinking, yeah. Right. yeah, I think it'll be like some type of four-way match or some shit, Street Profits and whoever's left down there. Yeah, because Street Profits just came out. And the crowd's going crazy for them. And what's those other guys, the Forgotten Bums, the Forgotten Sons? Yeah. Sounds about right. Whatever yeah. their name is. <laughs> yeah, the... And two wow. more teams. Yeah, sons of uh, what, sons of mediocrity. Yeah, yeah, the sons of ass. Actually, I, th- I think they're just fine. I'm, I'm being difficult. I think they're just fine. Yeah, just fine. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> That's exactly the I knew I knew what I was saying. Yeah, they're alright, but it's yeah, like yeah. I don't know. Um, just like listening and reading, like, I could believe most of the stuff that dude was saying. Like, it's that old fucking man. Like, I wish he go clean his team's cleats or something, or go box and show the pads or something for the, like, do something else. Like, do something else. You have made your mark. Nobody can take that title away from you. You are the greatest promoter that ever lived. You run a billion-dollar, multi-billion-dollar company. Take that and take that and stand on that, bro. Like it's time for you to go. It is time for you to go. What are you talking about, pal? Just hit my prime. Huh? <laughs> no, Vince probably thinks he's in his prime. He do. I believe he does. I believe he. I believe, honest to God, he thinks he's still in his prime. Honest to God, I am convinced he really thinks he he's in his prime. And is it is it is it Variety Vanity Fair? He's on the cover of uh, some some. I think it's Variety. Cause it's a tra- I think it's a trade. And um, he's just standing there looking with the you know they shot him like he's like this you know uh, uh, 
don't say like God on the hill, but kind of like this. No, yeah. he's Thanos, or he's Thanos. <laughs> like, yeah, he's Thanos. It was a celebration of his life. He really well, was. we've seen like, what happened to his ass. In, we've seen what happened to his ass in Endgame. <laughs> I love the memes. Thanos making breakfast. Right, it's just it's just insidious. Why? It's just insidious. I don't understand how he don't understand that he's probably the biggest asset and the biggest detriment to his own fucking product. Like, you can see it in some of the guys' face when they come out, you know what I mean, to perform. Like, they they don't like it. It's just like they're jaded. It's just like a money situation. I got to feed my family and do this and blah, blah, blah. You know, whoop de whoop. Like, that's just what it is now. Like, you can see it. You can see it. Like, it comes across on TV. So what they going to do, sit back and uh, wait till AEW come on and see what they doing and try to bite their shit? Kashida's wrestling Kona Reeves. Tonight. Did you, uh, Will uh, asked on the uh, chat, um, can Bray do both characters, one on, but on different shows? Good Bray on SmackDown, evil Bray on Raw. That'd be crazy. <laughs> right. But see, the thing with Bray right now, I feel like he's just so intriguing, like, what's going on with that. Like, I don't know if he's supposed to be a hell or a baby, but I think he's going to come off more as like a vigilante, a vigilant baby face. Mm-hmm. And if he does that and they go that route with him and just have him just whooping ass, you know what I mean, just doing what he wants to, just sneaking up, creeping up on people and shit with that mask on, Pop the light on you there. I think they got money. I think they got money. But as per Mr. McMahon, we know he will find a way to fuck it up. Particular kind of gimmick is right up into his alley. I don't think it was gotten as much time as But from what I'm hearing, this whole shit is not a fan. I think this is something he's he he likes and is going to be. You know, involved with. If there's anything he's going to put his focus into, I think it's something like this. I don't think he's going to lose interest in this. And, and he seems to have a genuine interest in Bray, like as a performer, too. Um, where even when he spouts a bunch of BS, he's taking time to spout a bunch of BS. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I do think that he's going to put it all into this. To me, even with, even with Bray, like, and reading, you know, reading with the kid and listening to the kid was saying, like, this whole shit is all Bray. Like, nobody's like, this whole shit is all him. And, you know, people feel like, he, you know, he's a genius. Like, as far as, like, he's one of the locker room leaders because he helps out a lot, you know, with, with other guys. And, and they promo, I mean, you got to understand it. That shit is in his kid's blood. Dude is a third-generation cat. Like, he didn't watch this, you know, his dad, his grandfather, which was one, you know, I don't know if you guys are familiar, you know, with his grandfather in Mid-Atlantic. His grandfather was a talker to the teeth. Like, he was, he, was a, he was a good talker as well, uh, Black Jack Muller. Yeah. And when Barry, you know, once Barry got comfortable and, and got in the zone with the horseman, he became a, a great talker. 
excellent promo guys, you know, along with being, a, you know, probably one of the best in-ring performers of the 80s. And his father, like, you know, I was dead near, not IRS version, but the Varsity Club, that was one of my favorite groups of all time. Yeah. Your that was one of my favorite stages. Uh, uh, didn't skyscrapers come out of that stable? Or not skyscrapers. No, yeah. um, Spivey spun off into the spot uh, uh, skyscrapers. Okay. Because the original, yeah, the original varsity club was um Rotundo, Steiner, and Sullivan. And then they got um they got Doctor Death and Dan Spivey into it. And I just recently watched something back with them. The Varsity Club, and I mean, man, they used to beat the sh- living shit out of Jobbers on uh, the 605 show. I swear to God, Rick Steiner was so fucking menacing in his young, in his youth. Like that dude was menacing, and I never knew that he gave his brother a black eye for real. Who's Supernova from Mars? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I was looking at something on YouTube about them, those guys, the Steiner Brothers, how, like, yeah, imposing and intimidating they were. What's going on? Speaking of Supernova, what's going on with that kid, uh, that kid, uh, what's his name? They moved him back to um, NXT UK, and he's been, like, quiet since then. Bloody Flipper. Who are we uh, talking about? Uh, who, Bait? The Scottish... The Scottish Supernova, uh, Alicia Parks. I saw him at TakeOver, and it was really like the longest I had seen him go, and I thought he was good. I just think he's good. Yeah. No matter of fact, I think he got hurt again. He got Mm. hurt again, if I'm not mistaken. And they ain't going to bowl too well for him, too, because you know them. Once you start becoming injury prone, they do not invest in you at all. Especially if you're smaller, too. They see you as a risk. I'm glad Keith Lee's getting back on TV. It's been a little while. I don't think anything was wrong. I just think they have an hour-long show, you know, so. Yeah, Keith Lee, Keith Lee is hurt, too, as well. Keith Lee is hurt. Well, he's on TV. He's I think he's back now. Yeah. Yeah. They need to put some of that focus on him, too, as well, before, you know, Vince call him up and fuck him up. Make him a bodyguard yeah. of Or make him the fourth member of the new day. He is a large man. And what is this shit with um with uh Big E, fellas? Like, do you think it's just Big E just being Big E? Saying he yeah, might not he come back until what, what he until uh twenty twenty two. Yeah, I think he's I think he's just having fun. Um I think he's gonna be back later this year, they said. Um, you know, I just wonder if the new day is still going to be the new day when he gets back. Like, I don't think so. I mean, like, far, far, far and away, Kofi is probably pretty much the most popular dude on the roster right now. Hands down. On SmackDown at the away. very least. Yeah. Huh? I said on SmackDown at the very least. Absolutely. Um, I, I just think like it, it's ran its course and they are. Yeah. Even though Kofi's the most popular, all three of them are capable of doing different things and being good at them. Absolutely. And I think that 
before people turn on them, you let them go and do their separate things. Right. Like Because the way I see it as well, too, is that all the kids that grew up New Day fans, now those kids are four or five years old than that. Mm-hmm. You understand? So they're going to gravitate to the next thing. Like, they like seeing guys like, you know, Finn and AJ and Ali and all the, you know what I mean? Ricochet, mm-hmm. all these guys. I just hate that fucking tune in the beginning of his music. It sounds so like yeah. Warner Brothers-ish, like Looney Tunes-ish. I hate <laughs> that shit. I fucking hate it. Like, what were they thinking? Like, they just can't leave well enough alone. Yeah, they gotta yeah. fucking tweak and change shit for the worst. Remember, this is like better. the silence in uh, in the in the um, at the crescendo of Seth Rollins' mu- uh, music. You know, it'd be the heavy guitars, and then it'd be the pause. And he was like, "I don't like that silence." So that's the only reason they they put in "Burn It Down." That's the oh, because Vince didn't like the silence. Like, what's going on in your mind, in your inside, that you can't stand two seconds of silence? Yeah. I don't want to talk to you, sir. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, well, yeah, I believe. Anything, of course, like a big, uh, big point, round out into a question before we uh, keep it moving. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm going to close out with this. I think, um, I think AJ and, uh, I think they're going to tear shit down Sunday night. I think they'll tear the house down. And I also think, you know, with them taking Braun out of that um, mail money in the you know bank and putting Sammy in, I think that'll make for a better money in the bank too. And I'm going to um, stick with, you know, what I said. I, I, I said um, I predicted months ago uh, I feel like Andrade or oh, Ricochet hey, are the two favorites. Money in the bank is Sunday? Oh, Sunday, this Sunday. <laughs> Like I, See? I was like, wait a minute. No, I thought it was after double or nothing for whatever reason. Oh shit. Well, okay. Nope. It's this Sunday. I'll catch you Monday morning. Yeah. <laughs> this Sunday. I'll catch it after I come back out. Yo, this big E response to Billy Graham's Yeah, it was great. I'm not I'm not gonna be that old dude. I'm gonna let y'all live. Yeah. yeah. And we're Billy and we're Billy Graham, poor 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 Billy Graham. Poor Billy Graham. And I leave on that note. So um Yeah, fellas. Like before I hang up. Yeah. Before I hang up, I'm just, you know, and I listen to it, just give me your predictions. Who y'all think, you know, you know, who y'all think will come off for money in the bank. I think hey, really quick, uh why What's did up? oh Jesus. That was a, a power bomb into a they call it the spirit bomb? A power bomb into a sit out pile driver? Wow. Uh yeah. Uh Mike, why did somebody say, um, how come every black porno got a dipset uh beat to it? <laughs> yeah, and I was like I was like, Yeah, man, you be trying to get horny and the next thing you know, you saying ad libs. Turn my mic up. Watch this. Are you saying my son on there no more? My fault. <laughs> Wait, watch this. Oh, no, it's pretty flat. He just popped him up at the end. I was like, that's how you die. (laughs) That's how you die. They look good, though. Who do you you think is winning money in the bank? Um, AJ uh, or Seth retains. 
I'm saying I think Drew wins Money in the Bank. Um, I, both champions retain, I'd say. And then the women's Money in the Bank, not Alexa. I think that she's, you know, too heavy of a yeah. favorite. Um, and plus, I, I, I'd be sure that they'd want to – they would not put – that on on her at mm-hmm. this time, not sure. So we just talking about health. Yeah. Uh, not Dana Brooke, not Dana Natalia. Brooke. Uh, and bless her heart. Like I don't, I, I hate the way that they're scripting her to talk about how I. Ladders and shit. But, she's like, I, yeah. I gotta do something. I gotta keep justifying them being on the roster. I don't like that. Just let her have a win matches. Yeah. <laughs> If that's how you feel, like every win matches. Um, women's money in the bank, Ember Moon. That is. Yeah, it's almost a shame that. No, Look how far away she ran from. It's a shame that Lacey Evans is is getting a title shot and isn't in that. <laughs> she came from way around the way. Yeah. Because Lacey would be my favorite. Yeah. They're fucking around having, you know, I could see them not, maybe not her winning, but them put, doing an angle where Nikki Cross actually does wrestle in the money in the bank for whatever reason. Because mm. she gets manipulated again by Alexa Bliss, mm. or she sees through it, takes out Alexa before the match, and then she takes that. her spot, but then doesn't, doesn't win. Mm. But they could then have a few yeah. going forward, Alexa and, and, and Nikki Cross, which wouldn't be the worst for, for either. Let's, uh, you know what, let's uh, play this voicemail. I don't know Buddy's name. The transcript Google gave was Jen from Chicago. And so when I read it, I was like, oh, cool, we got a, we got a, 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 a woman called in. Yeah. But no, it was Jen from Chicago. Y'all, y'all listen, tell me if y'all recognize. But his questions were important. So here we go. I knew they were going to pop up for this. But yeah, go ahead. Uh, hey, guys, this is Jen from Chicago. Uh, I got a quick question for you, a quick two questions. Uh, if you could put one show on Fox Sports 1, which would it be? An hour-long talking smack, an all-women's show, NXT, NXT UK, or 205 Live? And would you apply the wild card rule to it? Thanks. I think your name is Sam, actually. I'm hearing that for like the fifth time. Yeah. Um, Sam, that's what I'm calling you. Uh... An hour-long talking smack, I I just think that works best for the network. For where you would want that to go, I'm not sure you would want every week. Because some weeks are fucking boring as hell, and some are just raunchy enough where, you know, it's like, I don't know if this would be okay for, for, for cable TV. So I would probably go with – I wouldn't go with a women, an all-women show. I think they're, they're they have – I think they they have enough for the amount of women they have. They get featured. They have enough time to feature them on the three across the three shows: Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. Um, so that that leaves. Uh, I think NXT is too valuable to the network. I think NXT UK or 205 would be would would be okay on FS1, and most likely 205 Live because it's glossier and. The names are a little more recognizable than the UK guys. So, yeah, I'll, I'll say 205 Live. 
Um, I would say, and, and I, your rationale, I 100% agree. NXT. NXT, and then the wild card rule, NXT already has it, yeah. essentially. Yeah. I would say no to the wild card rule because I'd want to get rid of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I and that's the thing. Like, kind of, I wanted to preface it by saying, like, I understand talking about the wild card rule. I'd rather not, because I because I don't want to acknowledge it as a thing. But NXT kind of has that. Like, you'll get a uh, Tyler. Uh, help me out, because I so you get a Tyler Breeze showing up saying I I, I got smoke. Yeah. You'll get a Drew Gulak showing up. Bailey and Sasha. Bailey and Sasha. And you had uh, my man, um, just, uh, you, you had uh, War Machine tonight. War Machine. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just, like, as I'm talking, the first uh, South Congress concert tee just got approved. Tell me that's not hard. Why, what makes that a concert tee? You know how to do it at the concerts where they sell them with the sleeves in the back. Just oh. has like the additional art on it. Yeah, I was thinking does he have every show he does? That would be cool. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the public or whatever, how you know that? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That hoe is hard. Uh, Whew. So yeah, I'm I'm yeah, you're probably right. They NXT is valuable to the network. That means it would be valuable to Fox. And I could see going, hey, if we put NXT on FS1, shut the fuck up about us getting 1.8 million viewers on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because you're getting NXT on, I could see them changing the day, going from Wednesday to, to Saturday or something like that. Um, we're staying on Wednesday, I don't know. Yeah, I, I just think like that would be the property I'd go with, um, being one hour. You put on three matches a week, have a little promo time. It, it would just work. An angle a month. What do you think about Kushida really having? I mean, it was it was Cassius Ono to start, yeah. so I think that should always be a fifty fifty match. Okay. Um, but I don't know if I want to see him. I mean, well, let the match happen. He hasn't gone fifty. But he's already been going thirteen seconds with Kona Reeves. That's fifty fifty to me. Oh my god, Kona Reeves is not. As soon as he came out, I was like, "Here's Kona Reeves on that bullshit." Oh, he's signing him. Okay, I'm okay with this. <laughs> he signed him a little bit. That's not a, that's not a tattoo. That's from his jewelry. That's why his arm is green. Oh shit! <laughs> that bullshit. Cody getting his chains and necklaces out the damn finish. All right, thanks, Sam, for the for the voice. Now I, I appreciate it. Uh, don't be a stranger. And continuing, let's uh, talk to who I assume is Craig. Craig, is that indeed you? What up? This is indeed me. What's happening? Hi, Craig. Hey, Craig. How you doing, Craig? Sam? How you doing, Craig? I'm well. Craig, I meant to message you yesterday, or yeah, because me and my man Mike, Sam, have you read the reviews at the hotel we're staying at? The Travel Lodge. Yes. <laughs> no, I like Chrissy set up the hotel. She's usually pretty good at that. She travels for a living. You might want to, you might want to read those reviews, uh, Craig, just so you have, just so you know what we're literally stepping into. Oh my God. Uh-oh. Oh. Uh, yeah. They are great, like, like, 
you're talking about you're talking to a guy who is like who would literally pay like ten dollars to be able to sleep comfortably on a bench in New York City in order to avoid paying a two hundred dollar fee at a at a hotel. So y'all out here like that? Oh my god! Yeah, I. <laughs> no, but my sister, my sister does the shit. She, she's a she was a psychologist for the army, and she she traveled all over the world. All so she knows hotels. She's got like, I'm flying. She she bought my ticket for the uh, my plane flight on her Sky Miles or her Air whatever they call. Them. Yeah, yeah. Air Miles. Frequent yeah. flyers. Just ba- yeah, yeah. Frequent flyer. That's what it is. Yeah. And so I trust her with all the details and all that shit. But I'm not going to be in the hotel very much anymore. Could put a dent in that trust. Well, that's the thing. I almost kind of want somebody to be in the room <laughs> all the time. Just reading those reviews. <laughs> I want to bring a safe or something. Bring my laptop and bring a whole safe. Yeah. So well, you you'll get there before me. So I think my flight doesn't. Yeah. I don't get. I don't get. I'm going to get safe. there. Uh, you're getting there on Thursday, right? Thursday, it's, well, we, yeah, I mean, the thing isn't until Thursday. Thursday at 3, is check-in, but I, my flight lands at, like, 6. That's about oh, when we're getting it. We're, we're okay. uh, leaving here about, we're leaving here about noon, so whatever that is. Yeah, okay. I, well, yeah, we'll check it out. If you don't feel comfortable, I'm sure no, you I can find it. <laughs> well, I don't feel comfortable. I'm just going to be comfortable for five nights. <laughs> but no, I mean, like I said, I I stayed in. Oh, hey, you, you get the bed, I get the floor. That's all that matters. Well, you know? the hotel I stayed in outside of uh, uh, Little Rock on my way to Texas from Philly when I moved down here in, in 2016 was the cheapest, scuzziest forty dollar a night motel. They had roaches. And I was checking my damn truck through the keyhole every 20 minutes because I thought some meth addict was going to, like, try to break the lock or something. Uh, yeah, and that wasn't great. <laughs> so, see, I, I, don't think, I don't think this place would be that, though, because it's, like, literally, like, a 15-minute walk from the Caesars Palace. No. Like, I wouldn't think they put something that scuzzy right next to. Look, Craig, I'm looking at the screenshot right now. It's Right next to, or it's around the corner from a double tree, right? There's, there's a, uh, yeah, here it is. So there's a double tree. There's a friggin', what is this place called? It's called the, uh, it's like, sounds fancy. The Excalibur. There's the Hooters Casino Hotel, which my man Mike is staying in. The Aldorf Astoria. It's, these are all five minutes away from our, um, uh, from our hotel, and the reviews were like, "Man, for be so close to the strip, I didn't think it'd be such a dump." Well, that—that's like, what I'm—that's what I'm thinking. It, is it might be? Well, we'll have to see when we get there because I—I I mean, they were like, well, the I'll, you know, like the, 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 the hotel. Yeah, yeah. Some people when they when when they go to Vegas, they expect the red carpet to really be rolled out for them at all every everywhere they go, and the place to be flooded with diamonds. But I don't know. Like I've never been to Vegas. I just don't think they want the pool to have pressure and culture colorful. But like you said, I look. Hey, it'd be nice though if I have to pull up a bench. 
Vegas bench. And, and, and there you go. Oh, it's a crazy intricate tunnel sewer system. I can go hang out with the homeless people down there. Yeah, I could, I could do the thing. You know that movie Ocean's Eleven. They they had a really intricate like a uh, system of uh, underground tunnels there. Yeah, 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 those are real. So yeah, so anyway, what's <laughs> on your mind, Greg? What, what what you got for us? Uh, just a couple things. I don't want to take up too much time. I, you guys are in the studio. I'm glad, glad for that. That's really cool. Um, the uh, the ricochet thing. No, no, I I'm watching two hockey games right now. The Walleye are in the playoffs. They're in the conference uh, finals. I'm watching that on one of my devices, and then I'm watching the other game on the other thing. So I'm kind of my eyes are all. Um, the ricochet, the ricochet. Uh, you know how they screwed up with with his music. Yes. At the beginning, they. All right. That that. Yes, yes, the pew pew. That reminds me of the Wild Wild West by the Escape Club from like 1989. If you if you listen to it, that's like the first sound in the song. I'm like, what the? F- <laughs> like they just brought up a, a 30 year old song. Like anyway, I thought that was that's the first thing I thought of. Hey Craig, are you, do you remember the show Good or the, the song Goodbye Horses? You sound you seem like a guy that would know that song. Goodbye Horses by Q Lazarus. No, it, it's the song that uh, Buffalo Bill's dancing to, and he's like, "I'd fuck me." Oh, when he's like, "Would you fuck me? I'd fuck me." bring that up to you because I, so this came on like uh, my Pandora or something and I was like, oh shit, I need to like find this and like get this, whatever album this is on. It's only a single like, first off, this is a black lady that sings that. That's like the amazing part. Oh shit. You hear that new wave beat, you just figure some white guy with a flock of eagles haircut or something and sing it. It's just a single and it's got like an extended club mix and another like B-side <clears throat> And I downloaded the other day. I haven't put it on my thing yet, but I just thought I'd bring it up. So if anybody knows knows this band, whatever it is, it's crazy. So anyway, I, mean, I don't know. I don't know what to think about what you think about what I think about music. <laughs> no, I'm not. I didn't like that song that much. I'm not. I'm not really into much '80s '80s stuff. Like anytime. You think of a song where you think the dude has a flock of seagulls haircut? That's probably not me. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I I, 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 see, I see where you're coming from. Why that wouldn't be you? That makes a lot of sense. It, if I could skip any decade in uh, in no. my lifetime, it would be Hold the. Hold up, 80s. hey Craig, shut up. Vanessa Bourne's on TV. <laughs> uh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Aaliyah there too, man. Who? <laughs> They're friends. 
But anyway, what else you got? Uh, uh, speaking of racist, McTweak Face, Lars, mm-hmm. um, getting fined. So yeah. I, I pick, and I totally agree with everything you guys said earlier, except mm-hmm. for the one thing where, where finding a guy or, fire, or, you know, whatever, punishing a guy for what he did before he got hired. If I stole from Kroger, and then I got hired by Kroger, and then Kroger find out what I stole from them, they have every right to fire me. And his 100%. job is a public figure. No, we agree with that. His job is a public figure, is to be a public figure. What we said was, it'd be wrong of them to short your check if, if no, they found no, out no, you no, stole no, from no, them no. beforehand. Well, well, here's the thing. What, is it, what, what would hurt him more, uh, firing him or shorting his check? Well, no, that's irrelevant. No, like, again, we're agreeing with you that if they wanted to fire him for something he did beforehand, by all means. Like, we're just saying that for them to say, okay, we're going to pay you less because we found something out, that's bullshit. It's unethical. Yeah, fire like, yeah. Don't fucking it, work with them. Don't, but don't, you're, don't, but, but it's, it's a huge amount of money. If you were to, if if you were, if you were to say, he knows that's a bullshit fine and they could slip that right back into his check three months from now and then. No one would, well, yeah, the, the, the whole thing is bullshit because, yeah, it's just like how Vince pays, like, gives Mr. Fuji a big bag of money and, and you know, calls it quits because they had a, you know, whatever. I, I'm just saying on the premise of whether, would you rather be fired or would you rather be fined? Well, it's not about what he wants, though. Like, I, I it's definitely better for him that they find him, 100%. Like we're even talking like, about, even if it was a true find that he would never see that hundred grand again, yeah. it's still a better thing that he has a job that has. If he did anything, it should have been firing him. It's dumb to 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 find somebody for something they did before they worked for you. Like that's it. It doesn't but you're, make but sense. You're, but you're essentially saying it makes sense to fire him instead of finding him. Yeah, that's which exactly makes less saying. sense. But it makes no, less no. sense because that's not what he wants. No, no. If, like, they're make, if they're acknowledging, holy shit, this isn't a guy, the value, you know how the corporate stuff is, uh-huh. the values don't match up with blah, 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 at, I'll say Kroger or whatever your corporation is. They could actually absolutely go, we did not know he held these views or he was public with these views. Uh-huh. We do not want to work with him. We are distancing ourselves from Lars Sullivan, happy future endeavors, all that kind of stuff. But to be like, no, 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 no. We want to work with you. But there's a, also a backlash, and we have to pretend like we can't do something. Yeah, we're, we're, we're not saying which one's a, a worse punishment. We're saying one of them's an invalid punishment. Like, finding him is invalid. Oh, it's, yeah, that's, it's, that's it's, a, it's completely invalid. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, all right. So we, it's, it's kind of semantics, so it's really I'm just yeah, I don't think we're disagreeing that. at all. Yeah, I, I think yeah. we're saying the same thing. I'm just saying that, like right. – if 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 one of them made sense just from a logic standpoint, finding somebody for something they did before you worked with them, it's like lying on your background check. If if I lied and told my employer that I had never been arrested and I've been arrested, their response would not be we're going to pay you two less dollars an hour. Like it, it doesn't make sense. The punishment doesn't fit the crime. Yeah, there are companies that do that though. There are. I mean, we we joke about it. But no, you're that talking that's, that's lying on your application about not knowing Excel, 
not lying on your application about dropping, call, calling people niggas outside of a basketball game. Like you're, what you're saying is right, but that's based on prior experience and qualifications, not being a piece of shit. That's her. Yeah, yeah, but public perception, per, per, uh, whatever public perception is, is part of the game in WWE now, and I, you know, I, I, I really don't know why. Well, I mean, he's trash anyway. He's like my friend. I, I one of my friends in the steel cage calls him Trash Sullivan. And I totally agree. He's garbage. He's been garbage since I've seen him in NXT. I wouldn't go that far, but okay. So, yeah. Uh, moving on. Uh, uh, Becky is going to lose one of the titles on Sunday night, and it's not going to be to Lacey Evans or Charlotte. So, you think, uh, yeah, we got a – I think Sting or somebody chimed in on the chat and said – uh, Becky's gonna a prone Becky is gonna get pinned by a SmackDown woman. Uh, I think it's gonna be like Mandy Rose since she took the loss. Mandy Rose, Mandy Rose. has a good shot at winning. Yeah. Speaking of yep. <laughs> her heart. Mandy Rose is fucking garbage. She's not great. She's not, and she's not, not garbage in the sense like uh, you know like uh, Jackie Gator. But garbage in a in a in a uh, Candice Michelle kind of way. Like I just I can't just watching this Vanessa Bourne match. I can't take a woman who has an outfit that was supposed to look like lingerie seriously. I can't do it. I cannot do it. Well, I I don't know if you guys have noticed this over the past couple of days or a couple of weeks that since this whole like wild card rule superstar shakeup blah 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 got introduced. The women's segments have been much shorter. They've gone back to the the Bellas back in the day, like hmm. five years ago. It's gotten really, really? tight. Like and, the two minutes. Nope. Yeah. Man. Oh yeah. I, they had they had that tag team. Uh, the tag team match went pretty uh, long. I mean, I, I guess you could say long. They had the commercial break in it at least with yeah. the uh, iconics. But if you to- if you took the total time, the total time of the women in the last two nights was severely reduced into one. They had one segment on each show. They had one uh, interview uh, and highlight package on each show. Well, maybe and you have to look at Kate's uh, raw breakdown, but yeah, maybe it's just situational, right? All, all the women that they've been giving a ton of TV time into, say, leading up to WrestleMania, Becky and Charlotte are are the ones that are left. And, you know, Nia Jax is on the shelf. Uh, Alexa Bliss has been in and out. Her, her moment really quick, segment has been great. what are the odds that the Street Profits get jumped right now? By who? Okay, sorry. Okay, keep going. And then there's just no match, I guess. Because it's like uh, a quarter till. Oh. But it's NXT. But they don't go an hour. Yeah, the show could go up in five minutes. Uh, they could go up in 14. Take it right to the top of the hour. Sometimes they do. Um, what were we saying? Who's that? Women's segment. Yeah, I think it could just be circumstantial. I, I, not, not like a, or it could be, holy shit, Bruce Pritchard is back. 
and not only are we getting Firefly Funhouse bullshit and, and other kind of goofy ass segments, you know, I Uzi hot and, and that kind of shit. Maybe he's like, these bros are getting too much goddamn. Give them one segment per show, and that's that's enough. I, I have no evidence to, to, to assume that that's true, but the timing works. Or, like I said, it could just be they don't feel confident enough in Nikki Cross and these other women that they haven't been building up over the last three, four, five, six months. I mean, they got them. It's not like uh, it's not like it's only Becky, Charlotte, and Nia Jax. They got a decent amount of women on the roster. Yeah, and, and, and seeing how they only too. have seeing yeah. how they only have a couple feuds, uh, and they don't do secondary feuds in the women's division. They have the Money in the Bank match, and then all the Becky, Charlotte, Lacey stuff. So they right. have the kind of have to. I've already. They're dead. Yeah. <laughs> They're dead in the water. They're already dead. <laughs> yeah. The iconic the, the Kabuki. Garnett, that tag match and everything, but. Yeah. And even that was kind of a. Uh, they used that as a talking point for the money in the bank stuff. Because I don't know when the hell that's going to get paid off. If they're, if they're doing tag team. They're not going to pay it off at money in the. They're not going to pay off money in the bank. They're not going to pay it off in Saudi Arabia. So when the hell are they going to have their match? So I think that was all just a ploy to, to get Mandy Rose into the conversation, and she's you know in the money in the bank picture. This is this is the Mandy Rose conspiracy. There's no yes. way this match happened. Y'all listen to this. Uh, buttermilk, listen to this buttermilk chicken burger, autumn slaw, native pepper, pepperberry chili, white barbecue, Brooklyn pickles. Try my from white barbecue. What do you think white barbecue is? Mayo. That sounds. <laughs> so she says, This is Nadine. Uh, Kamali, I follow her on Twitter and, and, face, and Facebook. She said, I'm at a cafe literally this second. The menu is, has white barbecue on it. I asked what white barbecue is, and it's mayonnaise. Mayonnaise. Hashtag white people. <laughs> what the Are fuck? Are you fucking white me? Barbecue? Call it fucking mayonnaise. What's what? Like, I'm not one of these people. What? I always think it's weird that may- mayo gets, like, slandered. It's slandered and it's a white person. Oh, white people love mayo. Like, I love mayo. I will slander that shit on any sandwich I have. Like, what are you talking about? Uh, but yeah, it's a step too far when you call them at white barbecue. Yeah, you're, you you should get punched in the throat for that. There's no way this. Like, I don't like now. It's 48. There's no way this match is happening. I don't believe it. Street Profits going to squash them. I thought they had him at uh, that that last nylon title match. Yeah. The way they jumped on him. Yeah, they made you seem like well, the, ti- the title well, match has to be at uh, takeover, right? Anti-abortion law goes too far. Pat fucking Roberts. That's it. Wow. Go ahead, Craig. You were saying. Oh, I didn't want to interrupt abortion talk. I'm sorry. 
No, I'm, I'm scrolling Facebook like a dickhead. I should be paying attention to this. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's I, I'm I'm so fucking depressed. Yeah, no, like, we don't get enough of that. We don't need to talk about that shit. Yeah, uh, uh, that, um, uh, okay. I have, uh, I was at the last, uh, SmackDown before the brand split. In 2016? And, yeah, when, when Dean was champ. Yeah. And, and then they split everything up. I was at the one right before they did the split. And I remember that I hated, like, SmackDown as on the whole. And I, I only liked I – was, I was only there because I was in Toledo. And I liked to go to the, you know, any show in Toledo. And I remember just I hated it because it was, it was just basically a replay of Raw. And yeah. when I watched SmackDown this week and Roman's music hit, just like Roman's music hit, at the beginning of Raw the night before, and they talked about, you know, they had the Miz, you know, they had they did the same friggin' thing two nights in a row, and they did the same. You know, yeah, and then, I don't know if you guys noticed this, when they talked about, oh, we got a new Firefly Funhouse never seen before coming tonight. They did that on SmackDown. You and it was the same damn one. Yes! Well, no, I'm like, it's, yeah, it's gonna go great. back People to that. Watch- People don't watch Raw and SmackDown. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, they identify yeah, with a single brand, sir. Yeah, no, I'm I'm about to get in that camp. I'm like, I watched I watched uh, Raw on Hulu. I'm you know I want you know I'll watch a shortened version because it's just too much. And uh, the last thing I'm going to leave you guys with is uh, the fight. Um, AEW is apparently taking. Uh, the double or nothing pay per view from Fight to um, the Bleacher Report app. I don't yeah. think it's going to be on Fight. They must have got a good deal. And that man. Fight. And, and the, BR, the, the, the Bleacher Report is the same one that had the Tiger and Phil match, I think. With and I really was bitching about it. Mm-hmm. Right. Tiger Phil one on one match. Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson. They had a one-on-one. Mm-hmm. No, it was they, on paper. Yeah. <laughs> Cruiser, cruiserweight title. <laughs> White woman on a pole match. Um, no, they uh, yeah, they had like a like a playoff thing. And 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 what? I think the app. Right? Yeah, I think the app went bad. Yeah, the app. The app apparently sucked for a lot of people. A year ago. But that's what they're having it for. For double or nothing, I'm I'm sure that double or nothing won't do as many like buys as a Phil and Tiger got, but it might. Yeah, and this is only I a couple months. Do more buys than that. Get the word out that the show's going to be on a, the Bleacher Report app. Same way they've been getting the word out. You can get YouTube, you know, that's where their audience they is. Send it, they send it out. They send it out today. I already downloaded it. You still see dollars through them, through BR. So you gonna, yeah, I guess you have a flood of people get the Bleacher Report app and then what, delete that shit the next day. <laughs> I, I think you gotta, I think you gotta pay for it though. Say it again. 
I think you still got to pay for it on Bleacher Report. Well, of though. course. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I ain't got shit with free. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah uh, you, you guys have a good night. Nope, that's it. And uh, have a good night, guys. I'll see you next week, Trav. I don't know if I'll be able to call next Wednesday. Okay. We'll talk. Yeah, we'll, you know, either way. I'll be on the move. Mm-hmm. All right. And just as I was going to go right to our main event and talk to Terrell, Let's uh, first, I think this might be Black Dog calling in from uh, from uh, he's Long Island, right? Not Staten Island. I get those confused. Long Island. Black Dog, is that you? What up? That's that's me. What's going on, fellas? How y'all doing, man? What up, Will? What's going on, man? Not much, not much, not much. I was just uh, quickly going to hop on because, you know, I posted in the, on the Facebook Live, but you know me with the ridiculous conspiracy theories and different stupid ideas and stuff. I just want to throw it out there, yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, I had an idea. I was talking to a buddy of mine at work, and we were kind of going back and forth with it, and I had an idea about, uh, I don't know, I guess like Raw, because I'm getting kind of, I'm not, I'm not over it. As like I'm done with wrestling, but I'm like, you know, if it's on, it's on. If it's not, whatever. Um, but I was thinking about an idea of what if they use that first hour as like like a pregame show after watching like you no know, basketball and all that kind of stuff, the playoffs and everything. I was like, that would be kind of cool for me, for, you know, at least from to me, um, of getting all the backstage segments, all those dumb in-ring interviews, and putting them in one location at the front of the show it kind of set up the rest of the show, like the real main wrestling card of the show, you know, for the second and third hour. I just wanted to get your opinion on that. I think the show is better, but I do think they lose a lot of ratings in that first hour. Like, like one thing about, like, live sports is they tell you the game's at 7, but they don't tell you when the kickoff is, so you can't turn the channel. <laughs> like, they, they mm. college sports are notorious for that. Um, and so I think... WWE would get into a rhythm like the same way they decided that the opening segment's going to be a half hour now. I think they would get into a right. rhythm to would know they wouldn't have to watch that first hour and the loss from that would make them adjust. Like I would love it if they got the bullshit out of the way. But right. the bullshit is way too ingrained into everything else for I think for them to just do that. Yeah, that would be uh. That would be that would it would require because you can't just do it you can't just all of a sudden change the format you have to train the audience uh, little by little and I don't think WWE is into they just do stuff they are all in remember the, the stupid selfie videos with the big old the, the bubble letters on it with, no don't slowly introduce it just have every promo for three weeks be that and then when everybody talks about how much they hate it never do it again. They never, they never, they don't seem to like, you know, like I said, well, shop they, it they, or focus group it or whatever you, whatever you want to call it. They just do it. Well, they kind of did it last week on SmackDown with the, with Bailey, with Bailey's thing. They they, they kind of showed her name Bailey like with big bubble letters and they you know had her little speak or whatever like she's on the iPhone. And it was somebody else did. I think Ember Moon. I think the two of them. It's like the only time they they've done that in a while. Was with those two. Like now you now you mentioned it. Yeah, I think Will. I, I think you're you're 
Yeah, I'm reading your comment. That way, the second and third hour would be strictly matches. I'm not even sure if then that one it makes your pay per views not. You know, it's less special because it's the same format. Yeah, or, or at least a similar format. Football show and three hours or four hours of, of, of strictly matches with the occasional, you know, promo or, or, or backstage kind of interview uh, here and there. Um, I think you, I think you use the format that has worked for decades. You just do better at that. I don't think you have to reinvent the wheel. You gotta. I don't think you have, there's a need to, to, to reformat the show beyond your normal tweaks here and there, tightening things up, maybe dropping things that don't work anymore. But the format of the show, I think, is fine. Aside from start, I don't necessarily need every show to start off with 15, 20, 30 minutes of, of promo and in-ring interaction that isn't fighting. Um, you can do that occasionally, but sometimes WWE gets into these ruts where it's like, up oh, first 20 minutes, it's just all yakking and posturing and, and, and setting up these main, setting up these main events that should have been set up already. I think, what kind of show are y'all running that people would just come out here and be like, I want to have this match, and you make it the main event. You know, when you do that occasionally, it's fine. When you do that every week, it seems like your show is in chaos, and 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 you're not. Uh, and yeah, it's just it's it's, it's not all, all 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 the way great. Well, the, 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 the reason I'm saying that and, and, and talking about is your is where you start because mm-hmm. there's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with saying, hey, can we do things different or better? Even if you don't end up changing things, having the conversation is always a good thing. Right. But I mean, like the reason I was saying that is because, like, there with this whole, I mean, everybody. I, I I think the general consensus is this superstar shakeup slash wild card thing is fairly dumb, and the reason I was saying that is because uh, like on SmackDown, you you have the whole segment where the four of the guys come out and they surround Miz and Roman, and all of a sudden the Usos come out, and like here they are trying to explain it by oh my goodness it's the wild card rule like why why were they even there like why were they even in the the arena so. Right. It's like you, if you're not going to explain that of why the Usos were already there at SmackDown, like they didn't, they didn't take an Uber <laughs> from their hotel where they saw what was going on to get to the arena, they were already there. So it was like mm-hmm. those kind of plot holes and stuff like that, if you put that in the first hour to explain, like, oh, you know, Miz and Roman were in the back talking. They got jumped by the four of them. You know, Roman makes a phone call. Like, ooh, did y'all make y'all playing yet? Come here. I, I, I need some backup or whatever. You know, that kind of at least fills in some of that foolishness. And then you get to the actual match, and it's like, all right, that's why they're there, you know. So that was the only reason why I kind of spit that out. It went the whole, yeah. I guess, with SmackDown, thinking about going to three hours, you know, on Fox or whatever. Like, that kind of gives, that kind of, like, fills in those plot holes organically instead of just, why are they even in, in, in the building? Like, were you supposed to face for the tag team titles and decide to do something otherwise? Or, like, what? Like, right. well, you know, that kind of like thing. Like, SmackDown's in the, in the next city across town or, in the, you know, if you're in, in, in Toledo one night, Cleveland the next day, like, uh, why are you guys here? Shouldn't y'all be preparing for y'all show tomorrow? Yeah, it, it's, it's, again, right. just, they just have to be better with the things that they're already doing. There's no need to reinvent the wheel. Things work. They just need to be better at that. That's, you, that's a yeah. sure sign of incompetence. 
when something's been working forever and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, we can do things differently. Like, no. You need to do this right. There's no need to do things differently. Yeah. Do it do it right. So Yeah. All right. Anything else for us, Will? No, no, that was it. That was that was the main thing. I'm, I figured I should jump in for a few minutes again and get your opinion on that. But uh, seeing the live show, you know, as, as always, is pretty cool. Uh, yeah. You know, and, and enjoying the show as always. So. All right, man. Appreciate you. Take care, man. All right, let's uh, keep it moving. And looks like uh, yeah, let's go wrap it up here and talk to Darrell down in Georgia. Darrell, what's happening? What up? What up, Trail? Not too much, man. What's on your mind? Cameron. Cameron. What's good with you, man? Uh, I'm okay, I'm okay Trav, and I'm all right, Cameron. <laughs> I don't know what I did. <laughs> <laughs> That's that thing that don't know. No. Should be, Darrell. No, I, I, I still got heat with you, fam. I'm just playing, man. I'm just talking. I was like, damn. <laughs> I thought it was good. Oh, nothing, man. Nothing, nothing. Not too much, man. Just sitting out here. Had an um, awesome two days, you know. Um, laughing at Knicks fans and um, laughing at Spurs fans. So who got the first so, pick? So, you know. Uh, whatchamacallit? Uh, Memphis? Uh, Pelicans. Um, yeah, Memphis New Orleans got the number and, one pick. Um, Memphis got the number two. Uh, and New York got the three. Oh, okay. Bang. Zion, or the sec that other guy, John, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, John Morant. Fans, fans, who you don't listen to, they point a point of views or uh, 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 what they think on different things. Dallas Cowboy fans, anybody who a Dallas Cowboy fan don't believe whatever they don't listen to whatever point of view they have. They've been drinking that Kool Aid for too long. They um coke Kool Aid. You know what I'm saying? So they indoctrinated, or however you want to say that word. Um, New York Knicks fans, they delusional. They've been delusional for the past few years until they get rid of their owners. Don't listen to anything they have to say. Yo, um, the Sixers pulled up at 1% <laughs> and got the number one pick. Oh, my God. That would have uh, Has that ever happened? Hey, like, I think when the Spurs won, they should yeah. not have. Exactly. When they got Tim Duncan, Bulls they should not have been able. Oh, the Bulls the year um they got Derrick Rose they had a one percent chance and they got um Derrick Rose that year number wow. one pick yeah so it has happened but people said it was rigged when the Bulls got it because you know Derrick Rose was a hometown boy and they wanted the Bulls to be yeah, back up there so yeah but yeah you can't listen to some of these fan bases because they if you listen to the Knicks fans they they told you that they had Zion in the bag. We got him in the bag. He already on the plane. Yo, how you heard yo, that whole day? Yo, Marrow's new one of his latest uh, AKAs was "Give me Zion or give me death." <laughs> like, or whatever was one of his little catchphrases. So like, well, here's this. Uh, yeah, he need to be dying. He need to be dying right now. Don't you guys do? <laughs> here's this Japanese sword. <laughs> <laughs> Cut your gut open. That's what I need for you to do. <laughs> oh man, that so doing that and um being in the south and and watching yeah. how they um systematically trying to destroy 
um, the Constitution and stuff like that by and putting these laws and um, just so they can go to, they know they're gonna go to the Supreme Court and they probably they trying to make sure they win them so they can eventually, you know, tell women what they can do with their own womb and eventually they hopefully trying to get rid of Roe v. Wade. So that's a big um, accomplishment that they're trying to do, but people don't read in between the lines. So you act like there's millions of kids in the foster system and 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 and, and, the, and in the system period that you know they're all of those kids are taken care of. So you know, time to turn our eye to mm-hmm. all right. All those kids taken care of. <laughs> all right, but I did make a a, a point this earlier to not bring that up. So oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, just going just. Going. Just going through the different stuff, you know, watching the outsides of um of what's going on in wrestling. You know, haven't really watched Raw and SmackDown for the past two, maybe three weeks. So mm-hmm. after they did that wild card rule stupidness, and even with the um shakedown or uh, shake up or whatever they they did after WrestleMania, that really ain't been into it because. You know, like I've been telling you, um, Trav, for uh, way before the um, shake-up was coming, that that was stupid to do anyway because for you to have a, a semi-draft, you have to have people in charge who ain't on the same team to do the draft because how you drafting against each other, have two shows drafting against each other when they ran by one ultimate force. That's like God doing the draft for people when he made all creation. He said, now I got to bring something back over here. He oh. <laughs> brings something back this way. I don't, y'all are all migrated to, you know, this part. No, 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 no. We need to. <laughs> so upset. That just don't make no sense. <laughs> and... Enjoy listening to you guys talk about Lars Sullivan because you don't hear too many people out here talking about it in, in, in you know, just in depth. Man, I'm glad you said something. Look, I brought that up six months ago on Kota Kayfabe Boy, and they deleted your shit. Someone asked a moderator to take it down. Like, we, we can't have it. Propaganda out here like this on a on a wrestling message board where ninety percent of the things there aren't true or opinion. Yeah, we gotta take this down because wrestling fandom is full of bigots. Um, and yep. you know it, it's that's something that go, that's why I don't go with what they got hot. That's why I don't I don't follow their trends. Hardcore yeah, yeah. fans, indie fans, and WWE fans they all believe and think the way that he does. They'd rather talk about Saudi Arabia than somebody um, doing um, making racist comments every other week. If we can't have a real conversation, even if we don't agree on everything, if we can't have a real conversation, um, then like I kind of I've had to adjust. Um, I I don't really participate in conversations on that board anymore because I saw what really trying to talk about something did. You know what I mean? So they can have their, what's your favorite finishing move from the 90s posts, and they can post in there all day. 
I, I browse to see what people are talking about, but I, I can't really exist in that space. It just frustrates me. Yeah. And, and I, I wish I was that big of a person to do that, you know, but I ain't that big of a person. So when I see you not talking about issues that really affect people like me, then when you start talking about the stuff that you like, I start making sure to start researching it and pulling up facts that even if the facts good or bad on it, um, I'm, I just start trying to dump you with facts because one thing you can't kill is facts because a lot of people talk a lot of stuff and don't even be um, don't even be true and stuff like that, but they sound smooth when they talk about it. So the majority of wrestling fans will believe it. So that's how I, how I try to combat it. And I found it interesting that the little fan get on there talking to Wade them about him having drinks with some writers, and now that's a report that all the news media are covering <laughs> and making it seem like they like they something that they found out. I think only one place um, sorted that they heard it on the Wade Keller podcast. <laughs> and, and, and told you, man, it's reporting it's, it like it's big news. When I jumped on Jeff's show, I was like, yo, it's the Wild West, man. Everybody's trying to come up off you. And because it's the Wild West, nobody's going to call you on it. Like, and Wade ain't the type of dude to come at you like, yo. Because he's, for, for, for everything I know about the guy, for all the conversations I've had with the guy, he is confident in the things he says. And I've never heard him in public or in private complain about not getting his due for knowing something. He'll put the information out there. He'll say, this is where the information came from. And it's, it's not, or, not... Or I can't let you know where it came well, not, from. Well, not, no, not, the, not the source he got it from. Oh, okay. But he'll let you know, we broke this at the torch. And then we'll just sit on it. He's not like, yo, all these motherfuckers out here jacking my style. He'll just let it rock. And they, they do. Yeah. And they be like, yo, can we get fucking credit at the end of the Bam, I got on somebody uh, posting in one of the wrestling groups I'm in mm-hmm. who got it from something. And it was... Scott Hall can, can walk through the hood with Cody chains on. Nigga, that was me. I was like, y'all yep. just going to crop my man Cam all the way? Like, my, what the no, fuck? no, no. I swear to God, my cousin tagged me it's in, the, in, in, in that. that. My cousin. And I said, man, you know that me, right? And I posted a tweet. <laughs> my, my man Will, last week on Instagram, posted the same thing. Me. It was like, yeah. He was like, what you think, Cam? I was like, nigga, you know that was me, right? Wait, was it that? So that's, that's what you saw. I think, yeah. Somebody got it. Yeah. It's been making it. It's yeah. around in the last two weeks. Oh, yeah. And it's popular. That, that was me. Man, y'all can't even get That's why I'm not mad at anybody for watermarking a tweet. I'm not mad at nobody. I get it. Even if it's so corny as mm-hmm. nobody going to retweet this ass tweet, you can make just in case. Just in case the shit pop. <laughs> and by pop, I mean, you don't get 15 likes. <laughs> yeah, right? So. Yeah, so that's all that stuff be crazy, man. That's why I don't be this uh, really the breaking news type of stuff in wrestling until it come out and you can go because a lot of this stuff you can go Not look up. Five. Stuff. Okay, number two this minutes. Two minutes to look it up. The biggest, the biggest thing. Not, I'm not even talking about wrestling. I'm talking about just culturally. Like news breaks on Twitter, we all find it out at the same time. Mm-hmm. Now there is no first. There is no. I mean, I guess there's a there's a there's a prestige. If, I mean, Wade caught the Dean Ambrose thing. Sure. Yeah. So every once in a while, but for the most part, it all just kind of flows. Yeah. Yeah. 
of them be lucky. Some of them be guesses that they put out there eight months ago as a guess, and then it, and then by some chance it happened eight to ten months later or a year later. Then they say, oh, I told you that was gonna happen. If, as long as you're acknowledging, hey, I came up with this eight months ago and it was a long shot then it came through. And as long as you try to keep some kind of credibility and you're not like, yeah, look mm-hmm. at me. Podcast, uh, podcast but no, they pass that off as news. Like they were told that. Like I was told that, but they don't put a date on it. Like most of the people I hear that break news, when you look at other real sports and um and, and news, it always have a time frame on it. But when it comes to wrestling news, it never have a time frame on it because either they stealing it from somebody or they they just coming up with an opinion and then they pull the opinion off as an idea and wrestling fans believe believe it as it to be fact and then that's and they just go along with it. And they never apologize if they're wrong or if they um was way off. And they be like, Well, you know, they don't write no I, what what would you do when you um go back and you made a mistake on a, a reporting and you would go back and like correct it right. or straighten it up. I don't well, know. To, they to don't do fair. stuff like that. To be fair, sports writers and bloggers and, and, and tweet people, you know, your Adam Schefter, people that break break news, aren't dealing with people who are constantly trying to work you. Right? Like, every now and then, there's going to be some star. There's going to be, like, Bryce Harper, who keeps, you know, I mean, nobody knew he was going to. It was the speculation up until, like, the day he signed with the Phillies, oh, he's definitely going to San Diego. Mm-hmm. Oh, because we got this report and his family. is, You know, and it was like, why would he choose uh, Philadelphia over San Diego and blah, blah, blah. And and then the next day it comes out. That, that, you know, but in wrestling, everybody's oh, the batteries are, everybody's trying to work you. And, and but if I you're a, as, um, people you're doing it like covering Cardi B. Parse through all that, you know. Adam Schefter's not getting worked by his sources most of the time. You know these athletes and these agents might be trying to get a couple extra bucks here and there. But say what? Say it again, girl. I see. I see wrestling media as people like when people cover um Cardi B, um Offset, um Mickey, Jay Z. The people who cover um like musicians and people who don't love and hip hop. Yeah, I can't say like wrestling that. journalism because. You, can't, you wouldn't just say. I know, not all. I'm just talking about journalism and just say, say you know, Cardi B and Like there's credible people and 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 there's there's uh, sleazy, you know, salacious kind of folks, clickbait stuff. What, I mean, Wade is a news <laughs> journalist. Wade is a news journalist. He's not a. He, uh, to me, he's not a wrestling media. He's a news journalist. Well, because he's credible. You 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 can you sure. can and he's not trying to break stuff just to he's not trying to break stuff just to break stuff or do gotcha type of pieces and stuff like that. I just call it wrestling media because a lot of the guys. Why I say wrestling media because when you look in their titles, it's always wrestling news this or uh, wrestling news dot org that or uh, a uh, dot co and that that's why I said it like that because of how they display themselves and put themselves out there. It never a name. It never. It, yeah, you, you don't have. Well, I, you never see these guys' pictures. I I got you, but just even still, even saying oh they never they never. Yes, it might be a, a a decent amount of people that are just not crediting folks, stealing news, speculating heavily. Um, 
and and it might be ones that are getting attention, but you know they're not the only ones, and and, and you can't let them, uh, uh, you know, represent the whole. Well, I, that's hard to say too because you know I come from I come from a skin color that um one person can represent the whole flock, so I if it's yeah. good for me, it's good for them too. So you know I don't I try not to differentiate that. I don't believe in that. Um, can't allow, allow that when that's been allowed for me for 400 years. So, you know, but go on past that. Um, but back to what y'all were talking about with Lars Sullivan. Um, I know y'all were talking about him getting fined, and that was not a, a punishment, uh, uh, a valid punishment. That if it's like valid, it's bullshit. The NFL and- if it's not valid, it's bullshit. I mean, the whole thing is, is stupid. It's either it's a real fine, and it's fucking ridiculous that you can do that to somebody or you, you know, seven years after they said something, you know, or it's a or it's a fake fine that they're going to slip back into his check three months from now and the whole thing is just PR bullshit that they couldn't, uh, that they wanted to pretend that they were responding to or doing something about. That's it. Yeah, it's only not real because they're not, um, you don't know if they go through with it. They're not, um, they don't, well, no, they I don't let you see everything. I just don't, as a publicly traded company, I don't think you can just be lying about what you're about to do with a hundred grand. Granted, in the scheme of a billion dollar company, a hundred grand ain't shit. But I just don't think you can, you can, you, you know, that probably risk at least embarrassment by fucking around. So they would actually have to take the fine. But there's so many ways to get them, you know, hey, here's 10 grand a month for the next 10 months. You know, bonus in your check and, and you know, shut the fuck up. That's why. But what I mean is, you don't know the rules on it. Nobody know the uh, like, right, which means they can know, do the whatever they regulations. The NBA, yeah. Or any of the See, in other sports, sports they do it too, though. In other sports, they do it too. The NBA has punished um in, up uh, income and draft people for stuff that they done did in college or stuff that don't happen. They have been punished and fined and stuff like that all the time. NFL yeah, do it all the time too. Yeah, yeah. And then you're dealing with so kids. you know what I'm saying. It's, it's, somebody tweeted some shit when they were 18. You know, now they're 22, about to get in the league, and now you're like people bringing up all these tweets, which in itself is, is, is you know, a sign of, you know, being in 2019 where, you know, I, and I'm not one of these, oh, no, they should never be responsible for things they say, but there's something, there's something really uh, insidious about, you know, people going back and searching, searching tweets and social medias and message boards. It's just something real get a life, you fucking cornball about it. But, you know, when they happen to find some shit that's just, like, gross and offensive, like the stuff with Lars, you're kind of like, all right, well, at least I know this information. So, all right, wrap it up on the uh, last thing so we can get out of here, Jarrell. Oh, okay. Um, with um, the new, um, what's the call it coming up, the little pay-per-view, which I, I had forgot was coming up. I heard um, y'all were saying, I would say that since you don't have too many women, um, you don't know which women going to be on and who going to really win or can come out. They could build as a star. I do see Alexa Bliss winning it and beating um and beating Becky because that's the most credible way that you get the title off of Becky because right now she's hot and people won't be upset with it. And also I think okay. um maybe a yeah. Finn Balor winning. The men's money in the bank, and then he probably lose the IC title to Andrade since they let him pin him again. Non-title match in that um I heard in the uh, I watched on YouTube in a little fatal four way 
So yeah. you let him um come back and win and, and take that off and you let him run around with the um money in the bank. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I, I have no problem with that. It, it typically works better on a heel, but we haven't had have we had a baby face sit uh, on it? Um I like announced their shot. I don't think so for a while. It's been a while. So that'd be a nice change. Yeah, it's up. been a while. Yeah. yeah. That's something yeah. different. Something different to keep to keep the frustration off of somebody like uh, um Triple H. That that's amazing. And <laughs> if they do any more call ups, I bet this frustration will go up even more. <laughs> yeah, I, I just don't have any connection because he's uh right in front of the live stream. Now I know. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, all right, guys. but yeah, man, yeah. it was good talking to y'all, man. Appreciate you as always, Darrell. We'll talk to you next week. All right. Um, all right. So yeah, so that does it for us here on the live show. Uh, Cam didn't have no choice but to uh, sit through this whole thing. Uh, so yeah, so we'll be back next week for you free folks, VIP people. Uh, click over. Me and Rich will be by for uh, for another hour or so of content. Uh, I realize we didn't talk Game of Thrones last week. There's probably reasons for that. And probably talk about it a lot this week because there are reasons for that. <laughs> so get prepared for a bunch of Game of Thrones bitching and maybe uh, maybe we'll talk about. Uh, I haven't read anything this week, so uh, yeah, it'll probably just be you know East Coast cast of Thrones and uh, and uh, we got these VIP questions and stuff, so. Get your VIP questions in if you're hearing us live. East Coast Audio Show at gmail.com. We'll get to those before or in our in our VIP show. So uh, until until next time, appreciate everybody's time. There's the calls, tweets, the emails. Uh, love y'all energy. Uh, that's Cam. I'm Trav. We'll get at y'all next week. Later. <laughs>